are so damn good we're live what's up guys welcome back to kind of funny's transformers in review it's okay everybody we've made it through the michael bay movies it's official we did it as a group very proud of all of us Dude, thank you all for, for being here movie. with us um we are doing this every single week on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where we are ranking and reviewing every movie in the transformers cinematic universe we're also doing the kevin smith buisk universe in review as well that's on tuesdays this is on fridays um so whatever's tickling your pickle we give you the options there and speaking of options you can watch this show later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can listen to it by searching for kind of funny reviews on your favorite podcast service if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers muhammad muhammad cameron reagan steve powers lee polero julian the gluten-free gamer kieran o'donnell drew garnier and al the predator tribesman did we appreciate all you guys very, very, Danny very boy. much. Danny boy. I mean, we're giving a lot of preferential treatment to Al. I think we need to spread the love around in the next few weeks. Well, Andy, we actually gave him a nickname that stuck with him called The Predator, which is not a good nickname if you think about it. You're right. So It's more what of a hindrance. What are you going <laughs> to yeah. give to Cameron Reagan? Cameron, vote for Reagan. I've already given them that. <laughs> yeah, but we just haven't we haven't gotten much further than that. <laughs> you know? I, have to, I have to see the words in front of me for the magic to happen. Yeah, magic. I know what you mean. I don't. I, I don't know how to spell Lee Polero yet. I'm a very visual see it in guy. In front of me, yeah. exactly, Andy. I see. It's like a beautiful mind. All the all the letters and numbers start moving around yeah. and forms. Vote for Reagan. Yeah, this I'm is thinking how the genius like, happens. God. I'm thinking like push. I'm thinking like push and pull Polero. Push and Polero. Right you know, like. Just, I'm just imagining uh, Nick sitting there being like, oh, seeing all these numbers go by and it just be like two plus two, four. <laughs> no, actually what it usually does is all the numbers go by and it forms just a big dick. And I go, yeah, <laughs> one big dick. I see okay. Lee, Polero, 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 Pollo, Polo. <laughs> chicken. I'm hungry. The chicken man. Nah, that's, the that's what it is now. Lee El Pollo Loco Polero. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we got you. On Tim Gettys, we got Kevin Kalala, we got Andy Cortez, we got Nick Scarpino, and man, I can already tell this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a damn good show. Today, we are talking about Transformers The Last Night, uh, which is probably the weirdest title for a Transformers movie possible, and if you told anyone, oh, I watched The Last Night, they would not think, think you're watching a Transformers movie. It makes total sense when you think of all the setup they had for the Knights of the Round Table and how, you know, Optimus Prime is a knight. Or wait, is The Last Night Marky Mark? Yeah, he, I believe so. Oh, Mark Wahlberg's The Last Night. Oh, okay, so that makes sense why they didn't have Optimus shit. in 90% of the movie. Shit. Great. Okay. Released on June 21st, 2017. Directed once again, and for the final goddamn time by Michael Bay. A budget of $260 million. A box office of $605 million. (laughs) Almost half what Age of Extinction made. The film became a box office bomb with an estimated loss over over $100 for both Paramount and Hasbro. Thank God. And you know why? It's because somewhere along the line, Marvel started making really good movies. And kids are like, oh... This is what this movie should be. It's not just a bunch of like a bunch of characters who are underdeveloped coming back for no reason. What's up, John Turturro? And then 
just a shit ton of action that has that makes no sense and then it's done. I think I, I I'm think, so happy that moviegoers finally decided to turn against this franchise. I think kids and responsible parents, Nick, were like, I can't put my children through this anymore. You know what I mean? I think the we gotta get like, I can't put myself to we gotta anymore. get him out of this out of this terrible education system that he's getting picked on at school a lot. We gotta move to a different city and just get the hell kid. out of here. Can you imagine the poor kid who was like, his parents didn't take him to see any other movies other than Transformers movies, and so he had to defend those as being good movies? Because he's like, it's all I know. It's all I know. And then he sees Iron Man for the first time, and he just is like, my world got fucking rocked right now. You could actually <laughs> make a good story out of a comic book thing? Oh my god, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, like, that kid's not looking for a good story. Like, it's too late. At this point, like, all he knows is explosions and big set pieces that he can't really see. Yeah, I would. I would love to sit down and watch a child like watch one of these movies and see oh, how long it. they can pay attention There's before no they way. just go. There's I don't no know what's happening. Like it's that two hours and thirty minutes long. Like oh why? God, it hey, felt so who much are these longer. movies for? Not this, kids. This, this, this is. We keep talking about this. These are not kids. Movies. This is the shortest one since. The so if they're not one? kids' movies, who are they for? You guys, because adults right, would watch this and be like, "This movie's fucking dumb. It doesn't make any sense, and it's got Mark Wahlberg in it." Who it has Mark Wahlberg? It has Merlin, and it has Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> what mm-hmm. the fuck? Now, now here's the thing. Before we get too far into this, the runtime is two hours and twenty nine minutes, as Andy was saying. Uh, the original cut of the movie says, supposedly was much longer, and roughly a whole hour's worth of footage was cut. Oh fuck! Thank God. Oh shit, Tim. I am like, oh my god. <laughs> I got that so gave me scared. So much anxiety. <laughs> but but Nick, there you, brought up, you brought up a bunch of characters that just come back from the other movies and like don't really make any sense or anything. There's some Transformers like Barricade, who's the police car that we saw in the first movie that randomly comes up and same. He died in three, mm-hmm. and now yeah. he's back here, which makes no sense. Yeah, but, so but did on Megatron, top of that, and they on, didn't on, even. On, yeah, Megatron is now Megatron. He's not Galvatron anymore. Whatever. We'll get to that stuff. The thing that I think is most bizarre about this movie of the many bizarre choices including nazis was you brought up they brought back characters do you know who played merlin yeah fucking stanley tucci stanley tucci played merlin stanley tucci one of the main characters of the last movie there's a huge plot point in this movie that's saying hey wit wickens it's there's the wit wickens and then there's merlin's descendants we need to get merlin's descendant who could merlin's descendant be should it be stanley tucci because that, that would make sense. That would make sense. Fucking Tooch. You're right. You're right. No, but, but Mark Wahlberg, random British woman. Yeah, Did, but Mark Wahlberg can't have a really awkward dinner scene opposite of Stanley Tucci, where it's implied that they're going to fuck after this. I don't know. Because it, I don't know. He if could. Actually, it would have been. They might have had more chemistry. Yeah. They might have had more chemistry than this. This poor girl and Mark Wahlberg. Who? But isn't that a bizarre even choice? They, in the scenes, don't seem like they want to be there doing this love, like this love stuff. Together. It is a very weird choice. The way I read that was. Obviously, Stanley Tucci being like a genius tech guy, a descendant of Merlin, I actually kind of liked that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. He's he he would be I didn't right notice. if, I if didn't Merlin family like line was this descendant of people that use this tech as magic. It makes sense that in the year twenty fifteen or whatever, the the great 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 grandson was a tech wizard. That no, that sense. does make sense. But they but didn't would, do that in this movie. But it's odd to cast him in this movie, and I was like, oh, because I have never seen the end of this movie. I made it. I re- I realized as I clicked on it again. I think I watched it originally when it was on Amazon Prime. I watched the first 27 minutes. That's as far as I made it in. So by the time that Vivian shows up, I was like, who the fuck is she? And then at the end, I'm like, is Stanley Tucci just not coming back? Did they just get him for that one role, put him in a fake nose and a robe, and that's that's all they got him for? Because yep. in my opinion, he was the best part of, of four. Like, I loved watching him go slightly crazy and have a little zaniness to him. I, by the I, way, 
Sorry, go ahead. I've just never experienced a more bloated movie in my life. This movie is just... It, it's a fucking fat ass piece of shit, dude. <laughs> remember, remember last week, guys. Remember last week when I said and I, and I and I put a declaration out there. I said, "Gentlemen, I've turned a corner on the franchise, on the Transformers franchise. I now like Transformers." Well, it turns out that corner was a pull. I just went right around it and came right back to where I started because uh, this movie, uh, literally, everything that the last movie solved, in my opinion, which was, "Hey, let's just focus on a small group of characters, three of which we don't need, but it doesn't matter." This movie says, no, we've got to bring back Josh Duhamel. We've got to bring back uh, fucking – we've got to bring back John Turturro's character because people have wondered. People – the big question from 4 is why isn't this stupid fucking character helping out in this scene? Where's Agent Simmons? Turns out he's in Cuba doing literally fucking nothing. Literally nothing. He killed Sam. He killed the buff, the boof. Did he? Screen. Yeah. They're, they're saying that, that dude's the last of the Wit Wiccans. Well, Yeah. I, I mean, I it, it was implied, but we don't. We hey, don't but know. they showed a photo of the booth though. Like that's yeah. still crazy to me. That's I didn't similar. expect that. But so the, the so Wiccans like, were a like a club though. Yeah, it's but, not necessarily one bloodline. No, well, no, they they said there was also a, a blood like a family bloodline because what's his right face? like Sam Woodwicky's dad grandfather was a Woodwiccan. I mm-hmm. so, presumably he's one of yeah, the. Yeah, I guess you're saying that. So at some point, Sam but was Sir Edmund inducted. Burton's not a Woodwicky. Like Anthony Hopkins' character is a different bloodline. Yeah, you're he was right. just you're right. Basically, the, the Wiccans were a club of like luminaries, kings, special people that all came together to help, tr- like protect the Transformers. Yeah. It's Stephen basically the, yeah. it's, base, it's like the, it's it's the Illuminati. It's the Illuminati, basically. But like, good. Yeah. And they said I, they're I, all I, dead. All of them. I, no, oh, that's true. Well, I mean, they they the family. Dead. Yeah, but like Sam Witwicky was never a member of that. It's not. It's no, not, I think he was. That's why his picture was in the room. Guys, what saying, the booth picture was in the room? They weren't saying he, they were all dead. What? They were saying all yes, the the Merlin family lines were dead except for this girl. They literally say it's the last of the Witwickens. Interesting. Well, so like for booth, sure. Wait, so the booth was a member of the Witwickens. Yeah. So guys, whatever <laughs> the answer is to this mystery, like whatever, whether it's true or false, this will determine whether the movie is good or not. We need to get to the bottom of this so I can figure out whether I, I like this movie. It. This movie is an absolute piece of garbage, dude. Like every character, like they, there's so many, uh, again, like the problem that Nick had with, I believe the third one, uh, yeah, the third one, Darker the Pretty Moon. Pretty much one, two, and three. Every, yeah, I guess so. Where every group, like there's this group of kids. There's these FBI oh scientists. Why, the fuck? Why are the like, kids there? Everybody, like, here's the thing. They introduced, um, uh, who's the comedian that's hanging out with fucking okay, Gerard well, Carmichael's in this so movie? So Carmichael pops up at the end of the movie. Is like I fucking forgot he was in this movie, dude. Like, he was in this movie. I forgot Dora the Explorer was in this movie because she had no point in being in this. Movie. Why was she in? This? They built her up so fucking much, and then she's just like left behind she's, again, just at the end, well, and it's creepy. They just put her in for her to have some creepy moments with Mark Wahlberg because it wouldn't be a Michael Bay movie. See, I don't think it was that. that. I think they put her in there so that young boys would have something to like look at or like or like be have a crush on. No, I thought young I thought it was because just they didn't young have the other daughter in that the other daughter apparently got written out for no fucking reason. She Why? could have been in this movie too. She had to well, go I don't school, know. Man. But she's so, in the movie. Uh, it's based so on, weird. I had never seen this movie before, but based on the trailers, seeing her in this movie, I thought, "Oh, this is the angle they're taking with. It. It's going to be little kids doing all this stuff and it starts off that way for maybe about 15 minutes so it felt like an hour and then they just they're gone that like watching this movie there's not one piece 
I was telling I was telling Barrett about this. I walked to the kitchen and Barrett was like, "I'm an hour in. This movie's pretty good." I was like, "You're fucking nuts, dude. Barrett what is, is wrong psychopath. with you?" <laughs> I I so like I, I was telling him it feels like about about an hour into watching this movie as if they had a bunch of footage and they gave it to an AI and said, "Hey, edit this movie." Because there's so many cuts that don't make sense. There's so many like lines of dialogue that are just so nonsensical and it, it feels as if whenever they're was a potential for a cool line to happen they had maybe five options of dialogue and they always went with the worst choice like there's like a bee there's nothing ever Holy good in this shit. movie dude except for optimus kid knocking off five people's heads that was cool that was it it that was, was pretty it was cool. pretty interesting when uh bumblebee got his actual voice back and we heard it and it was such a cool moment of like hey that's finally Bumblebee. no his voice was stupid and so sounded stupid. a lot like the fake no, but- voice he gets it. Oh, but yeah, but isn't that great how it set up that was too? Because someone actually like helped fix it. No, it just comes back. How the fuck did it come back? He just randomly starts using his voice finally. Just like the first movie. Oh, it's stupid. what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Why is well, so, here's the thing. The I have a question for you guys. Why are any of these fucking characters in this movie? It doesn't make any sense. Did you notice the aspect ratio? Every, every no. second, every second of it, it, Tim. Every second I notice the goddamn aspect ratio of this goddamn movie because it changes every five seconds. Hey, really? So, so here's the thing: this was the first movie to be shot entirely in IMAX 3D, and because oh. of that, there's a lot of translation issues on what TVs and what you know different theaters. There's very few IMAX 3D proper screens in the world, so that was a horrible decision, which resulted in some movies like you know, like Dark Knight or even Transformers 2. It's like, oh, it'll, it'll transition for an action full scene screen for a second, to, yeah. to full frame, and you're like. Oh, okay, cool. Like that's that's fine. It's not that distracting because it's very much like here's some dialogue, here's some action. We're gonna sit here for a bit. In this movie, it's literally cut, cut, cut. Like they'll cut between characters talking, and it switches. And, and, it's, and like, it's either. But the the thing that that kind of blew me away is like at first it's just switching, and then there's times where they cut to a shot of a group doing something, and it does the transition of the of the bars coming down and then it'll cut back to like IMAX and then, and then back to like 21 nine and then it'll cut back to IMAX and then a transition. <laughs> like it's so it's, fucking crazy. It's crazy. And now so I see DJ Kento in chat says it doesn't change it on voodoo. We watch it no. on voodoo and yeah, it changed all the time. So I watched, sure. I watched it on Amazon and I think they just center cropped it for 16 nine. Cause I don't remember it changing at all. I think it was just a full frame. Interesting. Yeah. She yeah. is. Yeah, she I was, was ridiculous. It was disorienting. I gotta look at this now. Now I gotta. I watched through. it on the the 4K um, UHD. Uh, another thing that that's funny is just a little bit of like a timeline for this. So this movie came out June 2017. Fate of the Furious came out April 2017. Whoa! And the trailers were like identical. If you remember, where it's like it's Optimus Prime turning on his people. It's Dom turning on his people. And it's so funny to see how these movies ended up turning out. Because Fate of the Furious, not the best of uh, the Fast and Furious movies, but this is the fucking worst of the Transformers movies. And that, that turn of Optimus is so stupid. God, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Oh yeah, you're right. It does on Amazon too. Wow, that's so weird. How did I not notice that? It's just every other shot is like bars, 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 bars. bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so fucking horrible. It's a, it's God. just, it's doing like, it all the, the time. What kills me about it, like Michael Bay, the only thing that he actually seems to give a shit about is the visuals. This and then this one, he's like, fuck it, who cares? Just whatever you guys want to make it is fine for me. It's insane. God, what man. a weirdo. You um, know what this was missing that that Fate of the Furious had though was Charlize Theron and dreadlocks <laughs> and <laughs> Tyrese. And Tyrese, oh, that's wow. true. Damn it. Yeah. Out of Damn all it. the characters you could have brought back in this, what happened to Tyrese? That's Fate the of Furious. question. He couldn't be yeah. in it because of shooting. 
Uh, well, this, he made the right choice. Uh, yeah, that, that franchise is way better. Man, <laughs> this movie really sort of like uh, shows me that I've been at Kind of Funny for a long time. Because like, yeah, well, you know, when I got to Kind of Funny, it's you know when Fate of the Furious is about to come out, mm-hmm. and this movie leading up to it, like. I, for some reason, I think this movie came out so much longer ago, but I don't know. I guess. I guess that's well, this right. one just came and went, man. Like it, this one, a, a random fact I had was this was only in theaters for like nine weeks. Yeah, thanks. Like super, super, like that's really of what the other movies have typically done for Transformers. But did it? When, hey, Kevin and Tim, when Andy said that, did it sound like he was being positive about having been at Kind of Funny that long, or? <laughs> You know, it's it kind of like, me it's, been a, like wow. it's been a fun ride, dude. It's been a fun ride, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll see where my future takes me. You know, okay, okay. It's not uh, like Jordan from the last dance. Before we get <laughs> into, the, into the plot, I had one more thing I want to just set set the whole scene up for you guys is after the release of Transformers: Age of Extinction in 2014, a writer's room was set up to plan a possible cinematic universe apart of uh, apart from the mainline films. Two of the ideas pitched involved the King Arthur myth. And World War II. The executive producer and director Michael Bay liked them so much, he decided to put them both into the script for this one. Yeah, he did, man. Let's get to the plot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what? we start in the Dark Ages. Why not? We already started in 10,000 BC in the fucking land before time, so let's go to the King Arthur's court. Why not check in and see what Arthur and the old English knights are up to? Well, guess what? The knights are charging the barbarian hordes, uh, pretty much like the beginning of Gladiator, and they are getting their fucking lunch eaten. Arthur's people are wondering where Merlin is, and I gotta be honest, so am I, Tim, because I'm like, who did they possibly get to play Merlin the Magician? And of course, Stanley Tucci probably... I have to imagine has a raging gambling addiction or something like that. Just needed the money. So they put his ass in a fake nose and some robes and they show him riding up fucking Gondor uh, to this to this ship. Then fuck you, Peter Cullen, because guess who we have? Sir Anthony Hopkins. That's right. We're going to get him to do the intro <laughs> VO to this. Fuck you. Because, you know, traditionally Optimus bookends everything with a VO. And they were like, oh, well, we have Anthony Hopkins. And then well, Michael Bay was, was like, fuck, you're right. Fuck, fuck you, Peter Cullen. Nobody knows who you look like. You got a weird mustache. Anyway, magic does cool exist. Mustache. It was found inside of a crashed alien spaceship. Okay, well, that's just called technology then. They, they, that is the whole they point clarify of- that line later, remember? Yep. Merlin heads to a crashed Cybertronian ship to ask for help fighting the hordes, and even he can't take this shit seriously. And me, in this scene, he's just like, oh, let's go. Yeah, I that, see, like uh, again, right One off the bat, it, it's it starts off as if this movie is going to be this 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 big epic and it's serious in tone, and then immediately it's like, what? It, why is this shit goofy? Like it's what? Goofy as fuck. Remember when he drank on the horse? Just one more sip, and then he chugged it all. Like all, and then and then like I'll give up wine with just wine. With, like what? see, he like he likes alcohol. Like his great 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 grandson Joshua likes sexually harassing his employees. It's the exact same thing. Is this a, is that a real thing? Who's Remember Joshua? how Stanley Tucci was like totally inappropriate? Toward, gotcha. Never mind. We'll gotcha. walk. We'll walk it. We'll walk out of that. That wasn't back out of that. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. It's gotcha. just a guy that looked exactly like him with a smaller nose. Good point. Uh, Arthur stabs a sword into the ground and says something very inspirational about sacrifice, and all the knights of the Round Table are like, "Or we could just leave. We don't want to be a part of this at all. We could just back out of this." Uh, Merlin begs the alien for help, uh, and so you know, it doesn't really make that much of a compelling argument. But the alien's like, "You know what? I'm going to help you. Otherwise, we won't have a fucking the, loose plot for this piece of shit movie." The silliest um, thing is like they were like, "Oh, a bunch of people are going to die." It's like, well, yeah, but like now even more people because they have ten times the amount of men you guys do. 
are going to die yeah. on the other side. Yeah, it's you an know? interesting concept because depending on how you view history, sure, with you know England being sort of oh, conquerors, yeah, yeah. Um, one could make the argument that they're just trying to basically conquer the barbarian hordes' lands, take it over for themselves, for the queen and the king, and uh, maybe they're on the wrong. That's right. I don't. I don't yeah. think that that's how that works. I think it was that Vikings were coming over raiding, but it's okay. No, these aren't the Vikings. <laughs> these are the um, these are the hordes from like the other parts of the island. These are the, these are uh, not the barbarian hordes. I forget what they're called, but they're not Vikings. We should call Michael no? Bay and ask him about the the full lore and a full breakdown, historical sure. breakdown about sure. all this. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he knows. Anyway, Chad, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure these are the <laughs> he made it like the spot. <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, Chad. Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, the alien gives him the staff. He's like, "I got oh, cool. You know what? You seem like a cool guy, and you've been protecting us this point. So I'm going to give you the staff, and then all of us are going to form this giant dragon. But we're not going to tell you that all of us are forming this giant dragon. You're just going to see the giant dragon and be like, "Wow, the staff controls the dragon. That's what I'm led to believe. Nope, those are the guardians. I guess. Who the fuck I knows? Mean, but that certainly seemed to imply that the staff control. Didn't he say the staff controls something? And then he gave. I the think staff? he called the staff dragon or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was also, I'm literally am I pulling the car back to try or to figure was, out what's going on. And the, even the screenwriter didn't know what was happening. The last night, or one of the knights standing in front of him, like this red guy, and then the dragon comes out. Wouldn't he have to have been part of the dragon? Was the dragon yes. missing a chunk of his tail? I think he was the somewhere in the change red the aspect ratio of the dragon. Lost it. Okay. Yeah. You know how like baboons have that big old fat red butt? Yeah, yeah they do. I think that's what this guardian butt. was. He was okay. the part where the, the mechanical poop comes out. It doesn't matter. Mer- Merlin rides into battle with the mechanical dragon behind him. And they're told before he is, of course, he goes, you got to protect the staff because one day great evil will come for it. Now, I don't – this – well, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Uh, Merlin rides into battle. <laughs> And behind him with with a supercharged Excalibur, and which and then as he comes in, Excalibur like supercharges, and and then the knights are like fuck, we're gonna kill everyone. And it's cool. And then we jump six hundred. I, I do have a question with this, like, and yeah. we don't need a long answer. But what happens here? Like, why did their just swords get charged? It was just his I, sword. I think this, the staff has something to do with it. The sword, That's as far as I can go. His cool. sword. It's revealed towards the end that his sword. Was that talisman, right? The talisman, right? I assume as much because yeah, yeah. that's the symbol. Yeah, on the but then they the also sword. say that there was seven talismans, which seemed really random for the seven they, knights. They did, and I, but I'll be honest with you, around, in the round that's table, where right? I got that's where I got really scared because I was like, oh my god, are they gonna have to search for six <laughs> other talismans? <laughs> Is this gonna be like Transformers Two, where they're like, well, we've got to go to the pyramid so we can see the moon, and then once we get to the moon, we're gonna go to the star, and then guess what? We're going all the way back to the pyramid. I'm like, oh my god. I do appreciate that they they straight up destroyed the moon and destroyed the pyramid from two and three. Like, it was the exact same thing. Yeah, but thing. it was one of those things when they destroyed the pyramid. It was like, oh, it would have been really cool to reveal more of the internal structure that you guys showed in the second. Instead, it just, like, clearly breaks and there's no longer the, the like, weird thing that was revealed on the top. I do, I, I do like the idea that the biggest point of contention and... And, and like a, a part of the movie that drives fear into our hearts is that they have to find six of these things. <laughs> like yeah, it's not, not so much fear, more, more dread. More dread. dread uh, anyway, yeah. we keep going. We jump sixteen hundred years into the future, and guess what? Optimus Prime, Prime is just floating out in space. Evidently, he took a wrong turn around Saturn, and now he's lost, and he has no fucking idea where his makers are. But guess what? He finds them anyway. Eventually, Anthony Hopkins gives us the dish. Optimus is gone and may never return. Megatron has vanished. Without leaders, chaos reigns. And then they just show a fight between two Transformers. They're like, that doesn't seem that bad. And then Transformers are declared illegal on Earth, which they, by the way, let me remind you, they have been since the last film. So we set up the TRF, 
which I don't even know if they tell you what it stands for. Uh, as enforcers, what is it? What's that? I said it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Uh, except apparently in Cuba, where everyone just parties with John Turturro and they play soccer a lot. Thank God they brought Agent Simmons back because he is really the glue that ties this hair sandwich together. He's got a pivotal oh. role in this movie, yeah. But the most important thing, Andy, and I know what you're going to ask yourself, is what is the current state of Cade Yeager's hair? And guys, I'm happy to report <laughs> Holy it's shit. very long. It's very long. It looks good. To the point where he looks like, you know when like when people have kids and they just they don't want to cut the hair and the little boy start the hair starts growing out and you're like, it's giving me anxiety. This kid's gonna get this hair caught on something. Cut the fucking hair. He looks like hair. He looks like Dirk Diggler again, man. He looks exactly like Dirk Diggler Dude, with that. Real talk though, guys, like, is this the worst haircut in the history of movies? It's bad. No, I actually, it's one not. that I enjoy less. I, I well, Lennox cool. is coming up, so we'll talk about Josh Dumel's hair in this. In I mean, it, it's not minutes. good, but this is like this is Mark Wahlberg, the main character of this movie for the entire movie has this hair. <laughs> you know, I think I think the concept <laughs> was that he was supposed good. to be this freedom fighter that had been out in the field fighting this entire time, no so he didn't have time haircuts. to stop off for a haircut. Um, yeah, but the thing but is, like, a, that, like Tim, unfortunately, this wasn't one of those moments like in The Dark Knight Rises where. Uh, uh, Christian Bale's all haggard and gross and like raggedy because he's been out of it. But then when he jumps back in, he's all he gets back to it. He's clean shaven and he's looking good. No, Mark Wahlberg's just like this the whole he's movie. Just like it, man. Yeah. Um, Transformers, it turns out, just keep coming to Earth. We can't stop them. Can't stop them. Uh, and then we see, of course, the, the what I assume at first will be the protagonists of this movie, which is this Ooh. group of very uh, of kids, friends all shapes and sizes and creeds and all that stuff walking through the city. So I was like, Oh, okay, this kid, these are going to be the kids. Cause I know that Dora the Explorer is in this one. I was like, okay, so it's going to be about the kids. That's kind of fun. And like Cade Yeager is going to be the dad and he's going to kind of make up for all the times that he totally fucked over or like screwed his daughter. Or, no, that's the wrong term. Um, <laughs> messed up with his daughter was what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah. make up for his past mistakes oh, with his daughter. Um, and then he'll buy them all Jordans. But no, ladies and gentlemen, they find a dead sure. Transformer, only he's not dead. Then a bunch of Ed 209s come in and tell them to leave or he'll hunt them down like he did that poor corporate shill in Robocop. And then thankfully, Dora the Explorer shows up and she throws – what's she throw? Some Gatorade bottles up in the air. And this stupid fucking robot's like, what are those? And starts <laughs> shooting everything, including the other robot that's right next to him. The and she's like, I won. MGS4. I know what I'm doing. Now, her backstory, of course, very pivotal in this film, is that her parents died – um, and that's it. That's her backstory. Um, <laughs> like the, the the problem that I have here, Nick, is like again that is her backstory, and she's like, no, you don't understand. I live here. This is my home. But it's like it doesn't have to be. You could figure. That, like, that, she, no, no, no. She was very clear. She would me. not go to a, a like a home. Right. But, but but here's the here's what kills me. I start this movie and I'm like, is the whole world? In this post-apocalyptic no, landscape, no, 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 no. That was just, it's the, just that this little... one part of this one city. Well, it wasn't. It's like, it, it's it like it's a total radius. Wondering where the <laughs> fuck this girl it, is. It was weird that it, it wasn't just one city. It was several like parts of the world because they go to another city at a, a later point, right? Where the near the the reservation. And like it, there's a full-blown building that they're inside that has like maybe a couple homeless people living in, and that's it. So it, I don't know if that was because of the Transformers. Yeah, but there's a lot of places in San Francisco that are like that, too. But, just, like, in reality, there isn't. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are just saying that. Like, that I mean, was no, an I empty like city. I think, that, I think that was just, like, a derelict town that had just yeah. been, like... I don't think that there's was no, a war zone. There's no derelict towns like that. You can't drive somewhere and find a city where everything is just... The you whole haven't watched city. Eating History, episode two. 
watch Eating History episode watch two. It. On watch episode History two. Eating History. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, guys, you know what? Uh, the whole world, I don't know. They all hide, and the, and the chubby little kid starts having a heart attack, and then the nerdy kid tries to hit on Dora the Explorer, even though they're 14 years old. Uh, and she, But, you know, still at 14 years old, I can tell this kid right now, sorry, buddy, she's way the fuck out of your like, You're like, never going to get that girl. There's Not just none of the humor here works at all and it's so easy like it's so easy to be able to find a couple of decent giggles in this moment and there are none of them and i'm just so surprised like i still miss the parents dude i refuse to believe that anybody like any rational normal human being wrote this movie no i think it was 15 human beings wrote this movie and again i think that the the way michael bay hires writers is that he hires 17 writers and gives them each five pages and doesn't tell them where they're going to fit into the script so your five pages could be the climax (laughs) or it could be the first fucking five minutes of the movie you don't know it's super fun to plug and play that's how most good movies are made isn't it crazy give the editor a bunch of scenes and say we'll fix it with cg he Mm -hmm. like super cares about like this franchise like he wants these to be good movies doesn't understand film. why they're not loved. Kevin, what's did. wrong with your camera, Kevin? <laughs> I, I was trying to lower. I had too much headroom. I was like, I'm going to lower the, the, the camera. But when I did that, the fucking wire went loose and started spinning the camera. So I have Speaking to of loose wires, uh, we meet Squeaks and Canopy. And Squeaks mm. is a Vespa who can't transform. And I'm like, oh, he's cute. He's going to be surely a main character in this movie, too. No. Uh, and then uh, Canopy uses rocks as a parka. Um, and it turns out Isabel lives. She's like, I live in the war zone, guys. You guys were, you guys are only visiting the war zone. I was born in the war zone. And everyone's like, no, I think you could probably have an aunt or uncle. You can just go stay yeah, with. Like, like, I mean, there's, here. there are so many solutions to the, the, the whole world isn't like this again. There's so many different. Like, do you know what it reminds me of? And I don't know. Um, it's, I think it's a similar actress, but I don't think it's the same actress. Remember, uh, did you watch the last Terminator? Dark yeah. Fate or whatever. Yeah, it was. We, we all. There's this I forgot if everyone was in or not. There's yeah. a scene where she saves like the young uh, John Connor or yeah, whatever, yeah. and it looks like this, but that makes sense because the whole fucking world has ended. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, she has no choice but to literally step up and be a hero. This yeah. girl could legitimately walk 20 feet the other way, and there's a CVS. There's a fucking Walgreens. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably where she bought the Gatorade bottles that she uses as her weapons. This is so fucking dumb. There's, there's got to be someone who's like, "Where the fuck is Isabella? We gotta find her." <laughs> like she hasn't been home in a week. Like you think she's like, "Oh, I they live just, in the war zone, but I sleep at home still." I don't know. Uh, they just thought she her was parents dead. Are dead. Her parents are dead. So. They're all dead. Everyone's dead. They're all dead. The can then canopy gets blasted by a missile, and it's supposed to be sad, I guess. But I'm like, I don't really know. Who the fuck is Canopy and why? What what is his function? Like earlier, you said he has a parka, but like why? Wait, but I don't know. This I I actually thought this scene not that it was sad, but it was really really dramatic. Like the fact that this guy, like it's established these people care about each other, and then he is fucking violently murdered in front of this girl while she is trying her best to act like it hurts. Like but then she just keeps telling him to wake up. And it's the weirdest lines of dialogue because he's not asleep. Okay. Well, like, when he's Simba fucking dead. said it, it was sad. But that's yeah. when he was dead. <laughs> like, he had his eyes closed. This thing has his green-ass fucking eyes or whatever color they were because there's no consistency in this movie anyway. Well, nice in this movie, they added blood. I yeah. thought that was cool. Good little touch. No. I'll tell you what, guys. You know, we don't need to lament on the dramatic part of this scene for too long because this is an action movie and nothing says action more than Cade Yeager's long ass hair. That's right. He comes back in. And the question that's burning on everyone's brain, I know, did his daughter get that scholarship? We'll never know. Maybe we'll know 
when when they bring her back in Transformers 9. Bumblebee goes to college. Tim, it'll all start during the time of Jesus Christ, when we learn that Jesus was a sleeper agent for the Cybertronian makers. And we'll have a cool scene where his cross transforms into a fucking Bugatti and drives him down the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Fuck these movies. Fuck them. That sounds really cool, Nick. Oh, my God. Anyway, speaking of Bumblebee, he comes in and saves everyone, I guess, because Cade wasn't enough. Why the fuck not? Uh, and then Cade drags wait, 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 Isabella away. Could we, could we just for a second focus on the fact that Bumblebee comes in, immediately gets shot into a million pieces, and it's like, I guess that oh, was a man. fake he's, Bumblebee. And then all of a sudden, dead. magnets back together. I did like some of the gra- like that was cool. The, the shit going on, like the dude getting hit by the tire. That's in, the, that's in a couple seconds, but yeah. No, we forgot to mention that from the last movie is that there is a very, very dramatic slow motion scene that I meant to bring up of like the tire like hitting the dude's face. And the same thing happened here. I was like, shit, we forgot to mention that. I, lo- I love the way it looks where he falls apart and then comes back to get like that shit. That looked really visually appealing to me. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it's all. No, totally. It was cool. And I feel like so much of the, the images going on and visuals were cool. But it's another element of these movies where it's like, why can they do this now? Why do some Transformers die when they get fucking shot like once, but Bumblebee can get blown apart and then reconnect in a, Tim, a way that he has never done in five movies? Tim, there is a point in this movie where Hot Rod shoots a fucking time gun at someone. <laughs> a <laughs> yeah. time gun. A gun that slows Holy down shit. time. There's a I moment, guess, there's a moment where Hot Rod does that to save the, the two protagonists of the film. I got to be and honest with all of you. Watching these that- movies was a struggle. There was a lot of bad. We had watching them, having to talk about them. All of it was worth it to hear Nick do the plot for this one. I'm having a great time. Tim, Tim, I'll I'll say Tim, Tim, you shouldn't be surprised about these special abilities popping up. We got to keep in mind that there were large ships falling on Optimus Prime. And he was running away in fear. And at the end of the movie, uses jet boosters to fly into space. Yeah. <laughs> so he had those the whole time. And yeah. sometimes you just forget. Yeah. You forget what you got, you're right, man. You're right. Right. Forget what they you don't got. last that long because his ass had to fucking float out there and gather ice. I digress. Uh, Cade gets everyone out. This is where uh, they get. Uh, let's see. Let's see. It turns out Cade's a legend. He's been saving Transformers. And now there's a reward out for him. One of the kids is like, there's a reward out for you. And he looks at the kid and threatens his life. It says, if you want to turn me in, I'll punch you in the fucking... What are you gonna... Who sent you? Who sent you? I'll punch you, punch you in the fucking face. Who I, sent you? I really like when, people, when adults like threaten kids or hit them in movies. Well, Mark Wahlberg has that. a great... Because that was a to, great to... moment where Mark Wahlberg was like, you've been punched in the face, kid? It's just so out of nowhere, dude. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg is at least entertaining to watch, Mm. unlike most of the other characters in this movie. Like, he at least is fun and silly, and, like, when he delivers those lines, I do get a giggle because he has a fun way of doing them. But they're so fucking out of left field. My problem with it, with that uh, sentiment, though, is that, like, I am laughing because it isn't good. You know, like, I I never laugh in the way that I laugh at the way Tony Stark delivers lines or the way Mm -hmm. Star-Lord delivers lines. I'm laughing because it's really bad. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm laughing. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm just like Jesus Christ, dude. Like I'm audibly in my room going, I can't believe this exists. You know? Yeah. I, well, what in this one, I laugh when he tells the kid he's going to punch him in the face, like he would have done those terrorists on the 9/11 planes, and then he sends the kids back <laughs> to their condos. Uh, Cade, of course, tries to save a transformer who cra- who crashed, but he's a goner. But before he dies, it gives Cade a talisman, and Cade's like, I don't want this, so he leaves it. And then Barricade shows up. As he leaves it as the dude is dying. He's not even dead. The, yeah, like, the dude's just like sitting there dying and being like, ah, oh, I really wanted him to have that. 
It you guys, like, this like is a very important thing for the person who cares about Transformers and has spent his, the last part of what, a year and a half trying to defend them. Take this. And Cade's like, I don't want that kind of responsibility. No, but you've I thrown, want, you've thrown your entire life away to protect these Transformers. To and now you He didn't have back. much of a life. He had lost that house. He was a know? bad inventor. His daughter, though. He can't mm-hmm. talk to his daughter. Right, because voice recognition. I don't want Barrett, this talisman, okay? Up, I assume, and 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 uh, was going to attack Cade for the talisman, but TRF shows up and surround Cade. Uh, Santos wants Cade to sell out his friends, but Marky Mark believes in loyalty. Something's coming, and you can't shoot your way out. Meanwhile, the talisman grows a set of legs and walks away. Uh, this is where Bumblebee comes in and saves him, gets blasted apart, and then uh, which is his plan all along because all of his limbs and stuff start fucking things up. Um, Cade gets to beat on Santos, and shit gets hot until, of course, who comes in to just to be the mediator here? Lennox. With his long ass hair that looks like a wig, and I'm not gonna say it's a wig, but it, it probably was a wig. Was his um, hair long? I, I could have sworn it was short. Like, like it was like a flat top, but it yeah. was a very long flat top. I like the look gray at it. it. It looks like I thought it looked for good. Christ's sake. I think it looks terrible, and I at this this point that I'm like, wait, the whole point of Josh Dumel in the other movies was that there was a like a man masculine like machismo character, but you've got Mark Wahlberg. Why do we need? Josh Dumel in this. That doesn't make any sense. Why are the, why are they just doubling up on all these characters? <sighs> I mean, anyway, he uh, was in so many of the other movies. You know? Why not? Yeah, but movies? who cares? Who cares? Uh, why? Where's Tyrese? Is he still checking bags at fucking LAX? Who the hell knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Hound rolls in and then mm-hmm. escalates the action right back up. And then I think everyone just kind of leaves and it's and then it's fine anyway uh uh back at the pentagon the guy who michael rosenbaum does a good impression of shows lennox a voice recording of megatron he wants the talisman because i think uh he thinks it will lead him to the staff and he also wants everyone to know that he is a flamethrower now and then lennox but he never uses a flamethrower again he just uses it this one scene never uses it again why does is he just fucking blasting fire for like 10 minutes now Lennox, this is an important part, guys. Lennox has been has been covertly embedded into TRF, which, if I'm being honest, I'm pretty sure everyone on the TRF squad knows about. They're like, we know you're not one of us. That other you guy are the did least like covert operative we've ever seen. Everything we want to do, you tell us not to do. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you're totally a shill for the Pentagon. Anyway, we have no idea who the Pentagon, the guy, that guy is, or how he fits in the command structure. But whatever. Then they ask the burning question: What has Prime been up to, Tim? This is where this movie starts to fucking heat up. This shit is hot as a coal that's been outside in the rain. He lands on Cybertron, and 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 it's and it's a dying planet thanks to Quintessa, the Prime of Life. She chains up Optimus and tells him that his war doomed Cybertron and now he's going to have to fix it or the race of Transformers dies forever. She made him. He is hers to command. And at first he's like, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. He goes and then to like, backhand her. Yeah. And then she slaps him. And then she slaps him and he Tim. goes. And, and, you know, I, I have to imagine it's like this, guys. If you're familiar with the series Billions uh, starring Paul Giamatti, he has a he has a fetish in that where he likes to be dominated. He likes he likes to be tied up and spanked. And I, I have to assume that Optimus has that same fetish because other than that, I can't think of a reason why he would switch alliances immediately right now. I just uh, – I think she was – it's not that he switched. Like I think she like mind-controlled him, right, in some, so, to some degree. Yeah. Cause then, Is that what we're left to believe? Because we never saw that. Eyes changed, his, his, eyes, his eyes changed color. She touches his yeah. face and a red mark, just like Megatron, I guess, had a red mark on him. That's, oh, is that what it was? 
That's yeah. storytelling right there, yeah. Nick. That's, mm-hmm. that's key it was story. on the opposite yeah. side because they were brothers once. Hunting yeah, when when you see that when you see the red marking, you should know as the viewer, oh wow, these both of these characters are affected by this. Well, in case yeah. you didn't know that they say his name. Nemesis, Nemesis Prime. Nemesis Prime, yeah. He is yeah. Nemesis oh, okay, Prime, which is a no. cool, it's a cool name. I but what's great is the... like, it, but even when he says that on the subtitles, it said Optimus. <laughs> I am Nemesis Prime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, now Cade Yeager wears a hat and uh, spots the talisman sitting on the passenger seat next to him. He's like, hey, how did you show up, little talisman? Did you grow legs? And are you going to wrap around my biceps? And are we going to have a really weird scene where I show you my abs later? And Vivian has to pretend like she's attracted to me, even though I'm a fucking numbskull? <sighs> Cut over to Sir Anthony Hopkins, who, uh, by the way, is an Academy Award winner. I looked that up. Anthony Hopkins, four times nominated for his fifth, he won uh, for Silence of the Lambs. And I'll tell you I, what, I, if I only saw clips of Anthony Hopkins in this movie, I'd be like, wow, they made a good Transformers movie. Because he's good. Like, yeah, when is like, he not good? Right. He's, you know what they needed, They were like, you know what we have? We have Academy Award winner Sir Anthony Hopkins. He needs a fun thing to play off of, though. You know? He's got to have another element in this scene that makes it so that everyone knows that this really is a comedy. It's not really an action movie. So enter Cogman. And Cogman's like, hey, you know that thing we've been waiting for for 1,600 years to happen? I think it's really happening this time. That's not a paraphrase, by the way. That's a line of fucking dialogue (laughs) that's said in this scene. That thing, it's happening. That thing that we ever think was happening, it's happening. Uh, Fucking Cogman. Thank you. Uh, The knight has arrived. The talisman has been bestowed. Then we catch up with Vivian Wembley because this movie needs more people in it. Vivian is great at polo, but bad at letting men tell her what to do, which is probably why she's always single, according to one of her teammates who, let's be honest, has about as much of a chance with her as that fucking nerdy kid had with Dora the Explorer earlier in this movie. He's not getting this shit at all. She's way Dude, out of his fucking I swear, if you, if you don't know anything about this franchise and you look away and come back to certain scenes you won't know if you're watching the same movie or not yeah no like there's idea. so many moments that just are from different genres different time periods like, like, this, what is like this? This, this didn't need to be her introduction like i don't remember the next time we see her but like i i don't think that we need to see her like go and play polo and then another cut to her driving and crashing into the fucking bicycles just like what yeah what was the point of any of that well i think that i think that it was supposed to be that her thing was a transformer and had a mind of its own who the fuck knows um why is hot rod french i don't know uh which (laughs) he's they make it very clear he's not french he (laughs) just thinks the accent is cool oh my god so weird uh she gives a lecture (laughs) at oxford about about the Arthur myth. Uh, she talks about Arthur's hot muscles in 484 CE, which she tells the students is just utter horseshit. And this never happened. I like this concept. Yeah, I mean, not, not a concept, but I like what she says here, where she's like, Arthur is likely a composite of uh, a Roman general and a Celtic king. The dragon was probably just a catapult, and Merlin probably never existed. Why? Uh, because we want to believe that we all, that, that uh, just a, a few lost, brave souls can save everything that we've ever known. And you're like, okay, well, that's going to come back later. That shit's stupid. That never happens. Uh, Sir Edmund gets into Vivian's car and tells it that it won't be long now. And you're like, that's creepy. And then over on Cybertron, Quintessa tells Optimus that her staff was stolen from her by 12 Guardian Knights. They hid it on Earth and gave it to the humans. Uh, She wants Prime to to find it. 
and, uh, for her because he seeks redemption, which totally makes sense since five minutes ago he really wanted to kill her. Uh, and then, of course, we catch up with Drift and Crosshairs who are still alive, which, thank God. I think they're different colors this time, but that yeah. makes total sense in this world. They meet up with Cade Yeager. Cade stole a cruiser from the local Indian chief, Sherman, and he wants it back. Cade's like, I didn't do it, but I'm sure it was one of the other Dinobots that we'll see for five minutes in this movie that will never come back again. Ooh, Hound farts and missiles. What's that? I was like, remember the little Dinobots? They were cute. Are cute. Are they? Uh, cute. We're, gonna get, we're gonna get to that in a second, Kevin. We're gonna get to that in a second. Because <laughs> there's a big burning question on how those little fuckers got made. We'll get to it right now. The big is Grimlock fucking fuck... everything? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> fucked the other ones. Oh. So Grimlock's just imposing his will on the pterodactyl, and he's like, "You're gonna be no." Mine the pterodactyl tonight. asked for it. The triceratops the didn't. Triceratops. No consent from the No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's flirting with these things harder than Stanley Tucci flirted with his Chinese assistant in the last movie. That's like a callback to my earlier either. joke that you guys didn't get either. Yeah, no, we anyway, got man. it. We got it. It wasn't hard to not get. How farts a missile, and then we get introduced to Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, played by Gerard Carmichael, who is a very good comedian. And at this point, I have to imagine was an up-and-comer in the Hollywood industry. And I'm like, oh, my God, Gerard's in this. That's really cool. I bet he's going to be utilized in some really cool way. Like he'll be the TJ Miller character. And then I remember TJ Miller died in the last one in the first five minutes. And I'm like, Oh, Gerard, this is not going to end. Dude, well jumping me. ahead just a little bit for a sec. When he gets shot, I thought they just TJ Miller him again. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, Grimlock is here. It turns out he's the one that stole Sherman's cruiser as a, and he's using it as a chew toy. And Kate's like bad Grimlock. And then Kate hired Jimmy and Jimmy's mad. Cause he was misled. Uh, and then Day Trader shows up, voiced by Steve Buscemi. Uh, and apparently he's a bum, which no one likes. Uh, he got a new voice box for B. Day Trader spots the knight, uh, the knights of Iocon talisman. He wants it. And then Kate's like, wait, I don't know what this thing is because you want it so bad. Now I have to keep it. Uh, and, and then he, and then, but the tradesman's like, well, guess what? I'll trade you the Matrix of Leadership and two Sun Harvesters. And oh, maybe Megan Fox, because she ain't doing her shit these days either. And then, and then Mark Wahlberg's like, nobody wants Megan Fox. Nobody wants that. Oh, okay. Then uh, there were there was th these things were signs of the apocalypse. The talisman is number one. Hopefully, over the course of the next two hours, we'll we'll discover what the other six are. I wrote that here. Thankfully, that did not come true. Uh, Isabella with the Z important because her real name is Isabella, but she doesn't spell it with a Z, which I have to imagine was the inside joke here. Um, <laughs> once joined the gang, she doesn't have a family and she cries a lot. Uh, she wants to stay and fight the military, but you can't because uh, you're seven. Uh, Kate heads inside where we meet T, a mini Dinobot. And I want one. These are the cutest fucking things ever. And but also, they like, blow like actual fire still. So yeah, like, but like, there's, 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 there's that moment where Isabella falls asleep in the car and she wakes up with them. And she's like, "Oh, hey, little babe," or whatever. And then one of them blows fire. It's like no, that's still fire though. Like it's, it's cute, funny. but careful, you know. But so, uh, how like funny was that moment where fucking. Um, Marky Mark, it's just like, oh, look, you're finally coming to your own. You figured out your powers, little dinosaur bot. I, I, love <laughs> I it. loved it. I, I love that moment. I love everything Mark Wahlberg does. And it's it's silly to say, because I, I harp on Mark Wahlberg a lot, but I'm like, why didn't you just let him be the lead of this movie? Why wasn't this just like him, Vivian, and Arthur? And like, that's it. You don't need no, more no Vivian. People. Just Mark Wahlberg. Mark hey, Wahlberg yeah, is fun to watch. Vivian. Commit to that tone. 
But I just don't know if he's fun to watch on purpose. Like that's still my problem. Okay. But that's my thing is like just watch, like, double down on it being dumb and stupid and like like sure. knowing it's bad and to make it good. Like later yeah. there's the, the scene where we're introduced to the Decepticons, we get their fucking name tags and shit. Like there's a fun movie there, that plus Mark Wahlberg. All the other shit that. around it, no. That's my thing is I'm like, I don't know. Like you you brought up the Fast and Furious franchise earlier, and they learned very early on to embrace the the crazy. They were like, Vin Diesel is our lead. We're stuck with him for the night, 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 the next nineteen movies. Let's just and lean into funny. the Vin Diesel. Yeah. Let's commit to the way he talks is funny. Exactly. And everyone's like, Vin, that is terrible. And he's like, I'm gonna do it this way. And they're like, you know what? We're making billions. Who cares? Anyway, uh, let's see. Isabella lost her parents to the Decepticon rocket. Cade lost his daughter to college. Uh, he wants her. <laughs> he's like, get out of here. Uh, if she does now, again, this is an important point, right? Because the stakes of this movie are all over the place. You would think that. In a post-apocalyptic world, if Kate had, if his daughter had died, and then Izzy comes back, which I thought they were going to set up, I thought his daughter died, and then Izzy was going to come up and be like the surrogate daughter he never had. But no, she's in college; she's just fine this whole time. Like, there's, she's probably taking a she's, picture of right well, now. But Nick, also, she's just Izzy, like, she's straight up getting her degree while Isabella's in a war zone but, in America, <laughs> in the same country. It's but then, so weird. Also, Izzy isn't like a surrogate daughter. We like they hang out there for a night, and then literally the next day he flies to the UK, and then he sees her for like four hours. Yeah, they don't have a relationship. It's weird. Uh, Isabella, let's see. Okay, uh, Kate, Kate, she's like, I want to stay, and she blackmails him. She's like, If I leave, I'll tell everyone else. And he's like, Well, that's a great way to start a relationship and build trust. Then he quizzes her about how to fix an Autobot, and she takes him to school, man, with some cool lingo. And then he's like, Did we just become best friends? Over in Namibia, I can never say the name of that, scientists find a big crescent moon machine that's growing three meters a day. And then over in Jordan, we see the same thing. And then someone comes out and says, these six horns, six locations that are growing at exponential rates. The Chinese call them the horns from hell. Oh, my God, Cybertron is coming. And then Tony Hale tells some people from the government that the horns will kill everyone in three days. Remember that. Cybertron is going to kill everyone in three days. Well, the horns are going to be whatever the horns are doing is going to start the thing that's going to kill everyone in three days. I hate his character. I hate he was so just much. like these things are growing, something's happening. It doesn't matter because like Tony I love Hale. Tony Hale. Yeah, what? I love Tony Hale. Like great actor. He's he, not a great he, actor. Don't lie. He doesn't even have a name. He's a great in actor. This. They call no. him like the JBL engineer. I think every really? I think every time he has to deliver lines in this movie, it's well done. But. Another uselessly added character where we don't need more of this bloat, like, dude. We get it. We understand like, what's yeah. happening. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, why wouldn't Lennox figure that out, right? Why don't you give your other characters something to fucking do? Why didn't Agent Simmons figure that out? Why do you just write a character just to tell the audience what's going on? When, like, you just re- he just refuses to have any sort of, like, motivations or character development at all. It is so weird. It's so weird that anyone read the script and greenlit it or whatever. Um, I'm assuming they were probably writing these as the scenes were happening. That's the only thing I could use as an explanation. Anyway, Kay decides to call Tessa and she's like, I know you can't hear me. Um, She tells him that he doesn't need to save the world. What he needs is a girlfriend, guys. She's fine. She's safe. She loves him. And he's like, oh, that's a sweet thing. But it's also just completely destroyed. It's like, why the fuck? What's happening? Anyway, over at the Pentagon, Lennox and uh, finally I learned this guy's name, Morshower, look over 
the horns. Uh, Megatron is after them too. He wants to negotiate with the CIA, wants some of his people released, and, and he's going to help them find this staff thing or whatever. Oh. Morshower wants to make a deal. He's like, we got to make a deal with the devil, man. And Lennox is like, this is a bad idea. And we're not going to get anything out of this. What we should do is contact the Autobots because they're the ones that will help us. And Morshower is like, I've learned nothing over the last five films, but I look good in a uniform. So, of course, they make a deal with Megatron. And man, this scene what? is the plucky. What? It's so I hate that scene. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. It's like, okay, Doomy is now legit just hanging out talking to Megatron? What? And they decide like to introduce... Of Borderland like segment where we are uh, like with the fucking name popping up and Suicide Squad now and oh here's a here's a fucking Slipknot he's known for tying knots to it like I hate yeah. all this dude, dude it's so terrible and so rushed I wish that that was in the first movie and they committed to that because yep. yes, I like the exactly. introduction of these characters of like okay cool they're they're individuals they're not just like generic bad guys that are all interchangeable but the problem is we are now five movies in and you've killed off any identifiable fucking characters anyone knows so now we get these so what's named mohawk we get mohawk cool. dreadbot nitro zeus and then i think they try to get berserker out and they make a big deal about how crazy berserker is and they go no we can't bring him out and then so megatron goes okay fine how about onslaught so they never get i was like is berserker gonna come back and they just never bring him back it's, very and then it's, like, it's like, what about Berserker? And there's a guy like typing, like, no, we can't do that. Like, and, and like, I just hate all of this seems so last second. Like, they didn't at the last minute before they needed to ship the film, they were like, we gotta. Oh, you played that game one time with the title, and like, just a generic font pops up that they downloaded from defont.com. And there's no like, it's so lazily done. This is all just so lazily done compared to how great the Transformers still look. And the CGI in this movie still looks really damn good. All of, This whole sequence mm -hmm. is just so fucking lazy. Now, here's here's where it gets really interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Because Megatron wants the talisman. And Morshower knows that Megatron wants the talisman. And Morshower knows that the talisman is probably the key to this whole thing. So instead of just going and asking Cade for it, he sends all of the Decepticons to go kill Cade mm. and take the talisman. Yeah. Thus ensuring that Megatron will double-cross them. Because apparently, if you get to be a general in the, at the in the army at the Pentagon, you are a complete fucking moron. Mm. <sighs> Cade and uh, while okay, so he sends all of them over while they're on on route. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I, I, and, I hadn't thought about this before, but they are the trusting the guy that last time was like, "Hey, if you tell all the good guys to leave, we'll be cool." We'll be cool. And then immediately they started destroying Chicago. Immediately, not even, they started just destroying. Not Chicago. even a second later, yeah. the ship was in the they sky. They blew and he's up like, the ship, and they were like, "All right, fuck you guys, we're in control now." Ah, yeah, fuck. That's uh, that's what that's the guy you're trusting. Anyway, uh, Cade and Isabella work on uh, Bumblebee's voice module. Izzy asks what Cade would say. He's like, "What would what would you say if you could have talked to your daughter?" And he goes, "We had a saying. What are you doing tomorrow? I'll figure it out tomorrow." And, and then, was, and then she's cool like, "Wow, that's you." You're a, you're a useless shitbag. You you don't have any direction in life is what I would have said to this guy. What were you going to say, Kev? I was going to say, and it was cool later when they, like, show the payoff to this scene when Izzy's talking to his daughter and, like, says it. Oh, wait. Nope. They didn't. No. They, they didn't. There's, one, there's a mention of tomorrow, by the way, three hours from now. <laughs> so we get a callback from that 
three hours where she's like, there's there's whatever we we'll do tomorrow. still got to get on a submarine, you guys. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, we'll keep moving through because I got 15 pages of this fucking atrocity. Um, let's see. B's voice, new voice box sucks, of course. Uh, and then the, this, oh, this is an important part. At this point, I start eating a sandwich and some baked lays. Um, the Decepticons <laughs> approach the junkyard so Cade and team grab all their guns and bug out to an abandoned town. Hound stays behind to buy them some time. And then Megatron shoots him uh, fairly easily. And I assume he's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, wow, he's dead. He must have sacrificed himself so that the, everyone else could get. No, he's not dead. He comes back later, of course. Uh, TRF closes in on Grimlock. Wait, he didn't close- die. Hound? Yeah. No, he comes back. Oh, comes you're back. right. <laughs> he has the moment where he's he got, got a stupid line, right? Where he's yeah. like, I didn't bring enough ammo for him. Oh, shit. Well, he, also, he also is the guy that like tells Izzy, to, that brings Izzy to a war zone. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, TRF, which, by the way, every time I say it now, sounds like TRX. So I think these guys all just work out with bands. Uh, closes in, and then Grimlock bursts out of the fucking ground and eats all their trucks. And then TRF launches TIE Fighters. Uh, drones cool. while Cade, uh, let's see, wires the whole town to blow up. Thank God they went back to the old style here where Decepticons and Autobots just randomly say shit. This random VO lines that they just could plug and play in there just to pepper some real fun into this. Because it really helps tighten, like, all the action scenes. It really helps heighten the tension in that when they just randomly say lines. Uh, let's see. Megatron finds squeaks. So Isabella gets mad. Uh, she she gets all <laughs> fucking pissed off at him. Meanwhile, the talisman sneaks over. and becomes Megatron little... finds squeaks. So Isabella gets mad. <laughs> fucking movie. Uh, and then, of course, the important thing here, uh, the, the talisman becomes a really bad tribal tattoo on Mark Wahlberg's arm, which I have to imagine he had from the get-go and was like, can we, hey, can we design a thing that turns into my tattoo so I don't have to cover my tattoo? Because I got it when I was drunk one time in Fort Lauderdale. Megatron, let's see, mostly, uh, let's see. Again, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing that kills me about this. Let me hear it, Nick. Let me hear run it. away from everyone. But Tim, what was the big what was the thing that turned the tide of the war in Transformers 4? What was the thing that Optimus had to go find and then rode into battle that basically ensured that he would beat the shit out of any fucking Decepticon that he came in contact with? It would it would be in fact the legendary warriors, the Dinobots. Right. Yeah. What do they do for the rest of the movie after this, Tim? I don't know. Are nothing. They, no why why so you are think the if Dino- you had them, I'd be like, hey. Grimlock, go beat all these people up. I'm I'm indestructible right now. I'm busy. Cannot, I'm yeah. Let me do some uh, shit. Anyway, uh, quick question: do, Grimlock, like, does he transform? Yeah, I think he was in a car at first, and then transformed and ate all the the SUVs. Either that, or he tunneled his way underneath the ground and burst out of the road. I don't really. No, know. No, I mean, does he turn into like a humanoid biped? Not in this movie. But did he in the last movie? Yeah. Right, wh- why? He starts like, as a humanoid. Okay, but also, like, why is he, like, not intelligent? I don't, I don't know. The Dinobots were always stupid. Oh, were they? I think Grimlock. Yeah. He's stupid. I thought he, like, had broken his voice box, and that's why he, like, talked all weird, and he was that's also comic really lore smart. stuff. Is yeah, he, I don't like, know. a scientist or something in the, in the comics? Yeah. Okay. Well, in here, he's a side character that apparently can eat one thing and then just disappears for a while. By the way, I think he's the only one we see. I don't think we see the rest of them. Anyway, uh, let's see. Cade and the team head to an old church where they proceed to immediately run to the highest level possible so that the drones that are flying around them can't get to them. Uh, oh, and the entire time, Gerard Carmichael is complaining about how bad this job is. And I'm like, dude, do you know how many people are out of work right now? You should probably be pretty happy that Cade Yeager didn't furlough you. 
Uh, and then he gets shot with a with a beanbag. Topical and it's humor. Gotta love it. He's complaining about his job, but I'm like, what about mine? I have to fucking watch this movie. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> I have to watch you try to act, Rod. Go back to the comedy. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, then okay, yeah. Well, then we go. What's 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 old Cogsworth uh, doing? He, ca- he catches up with them in an elevator, and and he's like, "Hey, everyone!" And then, but before Mark Wahlberg can really yeah, show him what he would have done to those nine eleven terrorists, a Tie Fighter pushes him out of the glass elevator, um, and he gets shot. But the talisman protects him. And then Cogsworth catches up to him and tells him he has to leave his friends behind. And he's like, "Dude, he makes a big deal out of it. If you want to protect him, you have to leave him behind." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do that." And then there, but just make sure that a character randomly brings them back into the war zone, please, so they can do nothing. Cool. Okay, great. Fucking uh, bizarre. He tells Izzy that she's family now. He's like, "Look, I gotta go." And just like a good dad, like any good dad, he immediately leaves her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, Izzy, listen, I'm just gonna go to England for a pack of cigarettes. I'll be back." Fucking never. I'm never going to see you again, but your family remember that. He, Simon, uh, Simmons, excuse me, calls Sir Edmund Burton uh, and wants to meet up. I guess he wants him to go to uh, to find the book of Cyberkells. And he wants him to go to the Trinity Library today, which sounds super doable since Anthony Hopkins is like, I got nothing else to do. I'll just, I'll head over to the library. And Simmons is like, I'm just going to stay in Cuba because they didn't have enough budget to fly me to England. Uh, Over on Cybertron, by the way, why is Simmons in this movie? Why did <laughs> what? Why? Why, Nick? <laughs> like, why did we even need any of this? Why didn't Simmons like? So we have this this character named Sir Edmund Burton, right? Who is this? The last of the Wit- Witticons or whatever the fuck they're called? Wiccans. Wiccans. And he is the keeper of all the lore of all this stuff. Why didn't he just have a book that knew all this shit? Why do we need another mystery? Why? Do they have to hit two and a half hours? Does he get a bonus? Is it like when you hit the playoffs and they give you a, a playoff bonus, Andy? Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Like they're like, listen, if two hours will pay your normal salary. But if you can hit two hours and 30 minutes, we'll give you an extra $2 billion in a big fat ring. How yeah. Does that sound? Yeah. It's like hey, if you over if you overperform, they're like, here's some little incentives. Like here's what I'll here's what I'll say. Hey, Paramount, if you're listening, I will I will I will executive produce the next Transformers and I will save you guys one hundred million dollars on the budget by doing the following. I will cut 75% of the characters out of this movie. And I will trim 45 minutes off of the runtime for it. And that's off of the original runtime, which would have been three hours. So really we're talking about an hour, 45 minutes. You don't have to worry about shooting. Your day that it was three months of shooting, I'll get it down month and a half of shooting. Boom. Pay me $150 million. Tim, you're directing. Kevin, you're executive producing. Andy, you're going to wrangle all of the animals. Bumblebee, okay. just so you guys know, an hour and 54 minutes. Thank fucking God. It's still long. Like, it's still long. It, I, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's better than this piece of shit, but, like, it's still long. Yeah, but, Kevin, it's one of those things where, like, if it's if I see the number one there, it might it as well be an hour. You know what I mean? It might as well be an hour. <laughs> You're almost done at that point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Over on Simatron, Quintessa tells Optimus, listen, guess what? The Earth really is. Tim, oh, what is I it really? What is unicron. the Earth really? The Earth is unicron. unicron, guys. That's pretty cool. The Earth it sounds so it could be cool. Like, oh it could be cool. I'll give it him wasn't. that. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, wasn't. Gonna talk. The Earth's gonna talk finally. It's gonna get a voice. It's gonna go, hello, Mark. He's going, Earth, is that you? What's going on? Yeah, How you doing? You know, uh, Earth, are you talking to me, Earth? Just like that time the trees tried to kill everyone in that weird movie I was in. That sounds great. That's called the happening. And by Shawline, okay. Wow, I thought it was going to be good. Little did I know, I was in a movie during M. Night Shyamalan's slump years. <laughs> uh, Unicron, it turns out, is Cybertron's sworn enemy. Once Optimus Prime kills 
Unicron, he will become Nemesis Prime. Uh, and then he becomes Nemesis Prime, I guess. And then uh, then his eyes turn purple. And I, I guess I thought he was faking originally, but he's not faking anymore. Because once your eyes turn purple, you are underneath her spell, Kevin. You're absolutely For right sure. Yeah. Now, oh, no, uh, I have a, the red. a question. Um, yeah. Nick, remember on the episode of KFAF where Chloe came on and we talked about uh, the hottest robots? And we, yeah. we had she um, we had to guess the robot, right? Uh, because you and I are very unfamiliar with a lot of robots across pop culture, except me. Right. I know a lot of Gundams. Uh, was one of them Quintessa? That name sounds so familiar. I could have sworn she mentioned it there. Probably. Quinte- the word, that, that name is, sounds so cool. And I would love it if Quintessa was a cool character that we saw a lot in this movie. Right? It would have been Man. cool if this, if this main villain was really, really, we dove into the lore and the backstory of this. You know. Don't worry, yeah. guys. We're going to get that in two weeks when we watch the good one. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It's not her, but it's her. It's what they based her on. Oh, okay. okay. Um. Oh, and just so you guys but were wondering, Chloe, though, actually, that would be, that's oh. a nice segue, Kev. Can you bring up this week's what bot is hot? Yeah. Give me what bot is hot? Keep going. Is this bot hot or not? Keep going. What bot uh, is hot? Uh, hold uh, on, I'm having uh, some technical issues here. Keep going. Is hot. Is his butt really oh, hot? One time I was on the road in my car and it turned into huh. a hot robot. Uh, uh. <laughs> I looked at it as it lifted some stuff yeah. and then it took its shirt off and I blew my wad. It's a hot, hot robot. Hot robot. Hot robot. Hmm. Hot robot. So Discord robot. just doesn't want to do this. Give me, can I, I'm going to restart Discord really quick. Make him giggle and make, I'm happy. I love this so fucking much. <laughs> I'm gonna, restart, I'm gonna restart Discord. No one freak out, all right? <laughs> it's just us now, guys. Just us. Discord's going though. Don't worry. Give me a second. Here, oh, oh. Or, or after. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm happy. To, I'm glad we're watching it after. I haven't seen that movie in years, and I, I think it's gonna be so fun to actually watch like what I would say is like the more traditional okay, okay, Transformers. Totally. Everyone ready? There we go. Yeah. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Transformers Hot Robot Ranking with yours truly, Chloe Naylor. Today we're talking about uh, The Last Night, which, here's a first, I don't own at all. <laughs> and I don't want to own it. I hate this movie. But you know what I do have? I have a shirt from when I saw it at the midnight premiere. Because that's a thing I did. Because I've seen this movie like three times and I still remember nothing about it. So this is the hardest one yet with me deciding which robot is the hottest. The designs in this are just unfuckable. It's not top tier. This is the Mm -hmm. lowest of the low. Mm -hmm. It it sucks. I think this is the most characterization we've ever gotten for any Decepticons. And I had to get it through like a dumb Suicide Squad montage. And I hate it. But that's how I learned their names and the dumb name like Nitro Zeus, who is my favorite. My pick. Maybe? He looks like Shockwave, so like he's got points there because I love Shockwave. But he does look like Shockwave. God, I've won it, but what cost? <laughs> this th- th- that's this is a huge statement. Oh, it froze. Come on, Nick. She owns two copies of every other movie. She owns Why? two DVD copies of every other movie, Just and doesn't even own. Doesn't even own this one. That's crazy, dude. dude. Her saying the designs are unfuckable. God, me. I didn't expect that. No, I mean I'm kind of with Chloe, where it's like I put my foot down after Age of Extinction. I was like, I'm not seeing the next one in theaters, and I didn't. 
Well, you, you guys are so brave. Thank you. So brave. Brave. Thank you. Because <laughs> the it last really... one was. <laughs> I know. I, after the last one, I was like, I really want to know where this series goes. <laughs> like, I really, it's, it's, and it's so crazy that this one goes in such a new direction where the Transformers are outlaws again, and Megatron is back as a bad guy again, and Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg. So anyway, oh, don't forget, by the way, Vivian's still in this movie, and she's having tea with all her mom's gal pals, and they're like, you, despite being a professor at Oxford, you are not complete until you have a man, little missy. And this is England, and this is England in, in 2015. You are nothing without a man. And I'm like, what is the message we're sending to young women when they watch this movie? Is it, we don't want you here? Because I feel like that is what Michael Bay is saying to young women. I feel like he's saying, this movie is for men, and if you are not a man, GTF out. Yeah. Get anyway, out of here, virgins, you know? Yeah. She goes up to her dad's study and has a flashback of her dad and a bunch of stuff, and I assume which will be important later, but she doesn't want any of it. Then she gets into her car and gets an invitation for, to the Earl of Grey Tea or whatever the fuck Anthony Hopkins' name is. <laughs> and something – and then her car kidnaps her, which turns out the car is not a car, Tim. Who is the car? The car is is Hot Rod, Nick. Hot Rod. No, which is – Hot Rod. Blisteringly <laughs> frustrating. Is it frustrating because Hot Rod used to, what, what what was Hot Rod? Was he a Porsche? He was like a white Porsche, right? Or no, no he was, he was the, um, red, uh, the red car, right? He was a yeah. Hot Rod. <laughs> yeah, like okay, yeah, he's. But I don't remember him being a main character in like the original series. He, was he? Well, he becomes the main character in the movie, right? And then he's the main character from for seasons three on. For a That's second, I was like, oh shit, are we gonna get Rodimus Prime? Like, no. that would be really cool. No, no. He looks dope. cool as Lambo, though. He does look cool. You know who looks cooler as Lambo? Lockdown, the last movie. Yeah, Lockdown was cool. Yeah, Lockdown was cool. Uh, let's see. He, that's right. He he scans a Lambo as it cro- and it turns into a Lambo. Uh, and and uh, Vivian's like, you know what? Maybe being kidnapped by this French machine, not that bad. Uh, Cade flies over to England where he meets up with Anthony Hopkins and his pet tank, Bulldog. Um, you keep a secret for so long, you start to wonder if it's true. And then he tells he tells Cade, thank God you're here. Uh, he offers to tell Cade why. He's like, do you want to know why the Transformers keep coming to Earth? And Cade's like, sure, why not? And then Hot Rod just dumps out Vivian, and she starts freaking out. And then Burton introduces Vivian to Cade, and she's not impressed by he's not impressed by her stripper dress. And I'm like, wow, they're really just going all in on this. Just doing also, that all. wasn't a stripper dress. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of stripper dresses, and that's... Not usually the telltale sign of a stripper dress, Kevin, is if it smells like um, cherries. Uh, Cogsworth chokes Kate out and for an instant or for insulting Vivian. Uh, and I for think no I speak reason. for all of us when I say finally this movie is getting interesting, if you know what I mean. Burton, of course, comes from a long line of Witwickens, Witwickens. Uh, brilliant minds who all formed a club of smart people and kings and queens and shit. And I have to also assume there's a DJ or two in there just so everyone has something to make fun of. Uh, they all came together to protect Transformers on Earth. Turns out. Now, you know what this movie needs more of, Tim? What? What's it need? Historical references? Historical references and weird action scenes that don't make any sense that we don't need. Now, they show a picture of Bumblebee mm-hmm. in this, like, in this like <laughs> World War II era configuration. And it's oh fucking my cool. God. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Bumblebee. Yes, Tim. Um, did, did, is Bumblebee holding a sledgehammer? I don't remember. Yeah, but I will say yes. Yes, Tim. He, he, he is. is. He is. Uh, does Bumblebee kill Nazis with the sledgehammer? Yeah. I believe he does. He does. He does, I guys. He does. I believe we also have the watch that killed Hitler. Yeah. Anthony, yes, the watch killed Hitler. Anthony Hopkins is like, oh, Bumblebee, I haven't – or whatever the fuck, BZB, whatever the hell they call him. I haven't seen you in a long time. And all this stuff. It's like, 
you guys are breaking the logic and the rules you set up with this universe so bad. Where how the fuck was Bumblebee here in the fifties? How? No how? idea. Well, we no never idea. saw we like we saw a bunch of people coming down, but we have to assume that Bumblebee had already arrived by that point. You know what I mean? Now, now so here's everyone the else was landing on Earth, but Bumblebee been here for a long time with Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. They were now, together the for a while. Here's the important thing, guys. Uh, we get a flashback of Bumblebee in that configuration, which I can't remember what they call it, but it's like World War. We'll just call it World War II configuration, and we see it as the audience. We see Bumblebee transform and start wrecking shop at this uh, this Nazi mansion, right? But you have to imagine that Anthony Hopkins was just telling Cade, hey, he used to fight Nazis, right? But then later in the movie, Cade goes, hey, B, we need you in the World War II configuration. As if he had also watched the flashback with us <laughs> and knew that Bumblebee <laughs> – could transform into this other thing and it was a really cool form because he saw him fucking destroy a mansion with it but he didn't see that because yet again michael bay he's not a fucking audience member <laughs> he's a main character do you I, understand that i don't know how i miss it i don't even remember what you're talking he makes, about he makes a weird reference where he's like b we need you to be in this yada yada form and bumblebee's like no, dude, that's the thing that he just threw in there. That doesn't need to be in this movie. I'm fine. I'm there were selling Camaros here, buddy. We're not selling fucking VW. Because he has like a VW thing or something yeah. like that, like back in the day. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool touch. But I'm like, what a cool way to have started this movie in World War II with old Transformers. But no, we have to go to the Dark Ages because sixteen hundred years ago, that's when he really like, wants it. It isn't though. Like it isn't cool to be like, Oh, look at Bumblebee fighting Nazis. Like it's just <laughs> no, a, it's no just sense. a thing that like, yeah, makes no sense and like I guess Michael Bay just was like Nazis. You think he did it? You think Michael Bay did this so that his like in some way people that know him do you think it makes him feel smarter? Yes. Right? That's what I got to think it is like I feel like he thinks it's impressive to for his 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 um uh his friends in the industry and other actors and other people he's worked with to be like, "Oh shit, dude, he's including like He's including Nazis and Hitler in this. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what it was? Is he watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade like halfway through and was like, I could do this and has been just trying to do that the rest of the time. Either that or yeah. secretly hates making movies and he's trying to tank his own career every single time he makes everything. Which guess what, Michael? Congratulations. It worked this time. Because like here's the thing, like as a as a 12-year-old playing Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. <laughs> or whatever like whenever they have these not so historical moments i'm like oh shit this is smart but that's 12 year old andy you know like <laughs> come on michael bay <laughs> like, uh, anyway burton tells vivian that there's some truth to the arthur myth and she's like no there's not and then kate she's like you want me to believe in magic and then kate's like well you think i'm a dun- dumb neanderthal i'm gonna quote arthur c clark right now by saying any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic and she's like oh you read a book we should fuck now we're on this is it that's all it takes is one quote and now the tides have turned uh let's see uh burton has the original round table which is built for arthur and the gang uh including the 12 from cybertron who i assume sat behind them at a much much bigger table uh 12 alien knights who saw in camelot what the human race could be at its finest uh, then Cogman gets nasty on the organ, and we're like, oh, that's cool. Nope, it's just for comedic beat. And I'm like, God, you got me again, man. That was so funny. 
It's Dude, so good. Like, I, actually thought, I actually thought it was funny, but it's it's like not, not in this time. movie. <laughs> like, why is this happening? Like, in, in what world is Cogman acting that way appropriate? I don't know. I don't know. And then legend. Let's see. Legend has it that one last night would be chosen to save the world, and that that night is Cade. Now, it's one of those things where I'm like, where, who writes these legends? And how did you know this? Where, or what is the prophecy coming from, young Padawan? Who wrote the prophecy, Kevin? Who wrote the prophecy? Oh, you got to imagine it was Merlin, right? Of course. I don't know. Why is it one? How come there were, there were 12 knights of the round, or seven knights of the round table, right? There, how no, come everyone is getting full power? Well, well it's, it's revealed in, in the next movie when it's uh, the Jaeger Nation. Oh, the League of the sense. Jaeger Nation. And it's, it started many, 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 many millenniums ago. And that's the Jesus Christ thing you pitched, actually. That's where yeah. it starts. Yeah. He's 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 he was the first Jaeger. Do you know what their their special move's called? The Jaeger Bomb. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I'm on fire today, ladies and gentlemen. Before that fire is put out, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me tell you that this episode oh. is brought to you by Me Undies. I'm wearing them right now. I'm feeling really soft. I'm feeling really clean. I'm feeling really fresh. How about you, Andy and Kevin? Uh, Andy just popped back in, so he doesn't know that you asked him about his underwear. No, I, d- I did. Yeah, I, f- oh. I figured. I, I was just, I was trying to walk off in comedic effect because I was so embarrassed by Nick's joke. I'm not feeling great right now, Tim, and you know why? Because I'm not oh. wearing me undies. Oh. I'm not. I'm not. I need to do laundry, dude. But I've got like eight pairs waiting to be washed. I'm really excited about it. I got I'm just wearing some on. classic blacks right now, black on black, and it is Ooh. it's real, real nice. Okay, what about you? I'm wearing the pineapples. Oh, okay. Those are good ones. Yeah, those are good. Good. Uh, Me me undies are made from a micromodal, irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in a cloud of comfort. Uh, And Me undies has a great offer for you listeners out there. For any first time purchasers, you can get fifteen percent off and free shipping. You got to give this super softness a try, especially because they have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. You can get fifteen percent off your first order, free shipping, and one hundred percent satisfaction guarantee by going to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. Before I read the next ad, you okay, Kev? It's just Kevin trying to cut to the one of you, and suddenly it's a one of him. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting that one of Tim together, <laughs> Kev? Are, we, are, are you getting his one together? Yeah, I got it. There it is. Okay. I love it. Okay, I love it so it much. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is also brought to you by Hims, a common issue that men face but don't always want to talk about. Think about it long and hard. It's ED, baby. 40% of men by age 40 struggle with not being able to get and maintain an erection. Uh, why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn instead to medicine and science? Uh, 4hims.com is your one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Uh, Hims connects you with real licensed doctors and FDA-approved pharmaceutical products to treat ED. Uh, these are well-known generic equivalents, name brand prescriptions to help you combat those issues. Um, also, like we talk about a lot, they also do the the – Stopping you getting the hair loss. Nick and Andy have been using this for a very long time now. They swear by it. Uh, you can try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash KFMS. Forhims.com slash KFMS. Prescription pro- products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. You can see website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. 
Dorsey. Remember, that's fourhims.com slash KFMS. Are you too young? Are you thinning up top? Give it a shot. What do you got to lose, man? Like, you know what I mean? I thought you were going to rhyme that. Yeah. Are you thinning up top? Give it a shot. So you can have hey, a thick pop. Hey, are you are you losing your hair up there? Hey, okay. Hey, I need some more t-shirt. Do you want hair that's really long and kind of out of place? Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm Mark Wahlberg. I have a talisman tattoo. Look at it. <laughs> I love it. I love him so much. Are we back to the plot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Man, I could yeah. not stop laughing there. It's because Andy started laughing and it got me going. <laughs> and then I hurt my neck recently. So that started hurting, which made me laugh even more. You know how it is. I do. I do know. It's a hard. It's hard out there for a, for a player, Kevin. Hard uh-huh. out there for, for a player. Uh, we get a little bit more bad humor of Cogman singing this, and then they they just start interrogating Kate about his lack of ass as of recent, and then they get back to Jesus another puzzle Christ. from Cybertron. And then there's another clue. They're like, "This has to be a mystery. Why does this have to be a fucking mystery? Why does it always have to be a mystery?" Really quick, it seemed like this guy that gave him the talisman kind of gave it to him randomly like he you know came up to him he was like oh this guy seems cool take the talisman and then it was like well to be a knight you have to do these things and one of them is not fuck you have to be chast yeah Mm -hmm. and he just happened to fulfill all the the requirements Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing right now, Kevin. That's a huge plot hole you just brought up. Thank you for bringing that up. Because if you think (laughs) that Mark Wahlberg didn't fuck his daughter, oh no, isn't everything? You are absolutely wrong. He's fucking those Transformers. For all I know, those Dinobot little things are his (laughs) kids. Oh my god! Mark Mark Wahlberg fucks. That's all I'll say. Grimlock. Mark Wahlberg fucked Grimlock is what you're saying. Hey, it, it so what he's saying. Can you, form your, can you make the lower heart of half your body into anything? Even a female vagina? Jesus, Nick. Okay, too far. So, so, many of these, <laughs> so, so many of these scenes, uh, including this scene right here where they – where What's-Her-Face talks to Mark Wahlberg about how long has it been. A lot of these scenes seem like they come out of an extended version of the movie yep. where they keep on added lines of improv. And it's mm-hmm. like, why are you letting these characters do this? They, they're clearly not – they don't have the chops for this sort of type of acting. Uh, it's this scene and, there's scene, and there's one scene later on uh, – uh, oh, uh, the, 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 where, he, where he's showing the abs. And we'll get to the rank, this, rank the abs uh, segment later. But oh – uh, but but we're seeing Mark Wahlberg's abs, and she's like commenting on the talisman, and maybe it's looking for. And all of this is just terribly done. Yeah, Ter- can, can you imagine? At, at one point, Michael Bay was sitting in his little director chair, probably with one of those old style shouting cones, yeah. just yelling at Anthony, ask Oscar winning Anthony Hopkins. No 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 no! Give him more shit about not fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, I need great, you to really lean into Anthony. the not fucking angle. Anthony's he actually like, calls him. I made Howard's end. I made the remains of the day. I won yeah. an Academy Award for the Science of the Lambs, for Christ's sake. But you have to imagine that he was just like, Daddy needs a paycheck. Daddy's dying. Daddy needs a paycheck and a new heart. I mean, this movie oh. proves that like real actors also need money. You know, 
It's true. Hey, man, I'd do it, but I'm not a real anything. Uh, <laughs> anyway, true. Burton tells Vivian that the staff uh, of Ra, whatever the fuck they're using, was infused with Merlin's DNA, so only she can use it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. She is a descendant of Merlin. That's why she's here. It's not just to have something pretty eye candy that people can just completely degrade over and over again, uh, although I'm sure that was probably uh, Michael Bay's hidden agenda with her the entire time. Anyway, the 12 Guardians combined into a mighty dragon. Good to see that now uh, to protect the staff. And now Megatron wants it uh, only, but only a true descendant of Merlin can use it. And guess what? It's fucking uh, Kadia. You're not just kidding. It's Vivian. Uh, Vivian is the key to finding the staff. Uh, and then, so, okay. So we have one MacGuffin, which is the talisman and that's found Kate Yeager. And then the staff is the other MacGuffin. And I can't quite figure out what I thought at first that the talisman was going to control the staff. No, the talisman just, I guess, picked Mark Wahlberg as the last night because he's the one that's supposed to defend the staff. No, it's the 12 Guardians that defend the staff. Uh, the talisman, I don't know what it does or why it's in here other than to have that one scene where Mark well, Wahlberg is like, see, I do do a lot of pull-ups and apps. It, it sets it up so that, he, like, it finds the last night so that it can protect whoever has the staff, even though in the original story, Merlin the used the staff to, to help. protect all the knights. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Again, I think Kevin, you are. You know what, Kevin? You have a new role now. You are. The, <laughs> you are the master of plot hole. That's what you are. You're oh, the master okay. Of plot hole because so, so far you pointed out two massive plot holes. The first one, of course, does Mark Wahlberg fuck? The answer is yeah, he yeah, fucks. Obviously, not according to this movie. And then two, of course, who protects whom in this series? Is Mark Wahlberg protecting her, or is Vivian protecting all of us from the fucking atrocity that is Mark Wahlberg? Mm -hmm. uh, Andy, kind of funny. Thank you so much, Nick. Um. So if if Kevin is the master of plot holes, can we sort of give him um, – can we think of a mascot maybe? Like a, he's a little mole. He's a groundhog. So, uh, <laughs> some sort of creature that burrows in inside of a hole. Yeah, a badger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I be the I badger? Think, oh, I, I like the mole. I the mole from Super Mario World. Monty Mole. That, like, Monty Mole. I gotcha. want someone to Photoshop Kevin's face on that little dude. And and okay. in the and in the plot hole, like in the but hole like, that he's digging in, just have like Michael Bay movies. <laughs> like, Kevin, Kevin, I want to point out, I was trying to be nice and inclusive on this, and these two monsters that you work with just immediately took it to a horrible place. I'm, not, I'm not against it, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I, oh. I, I I want it to be done well, you know. Like we're talking about like Ferguson exactly. level like artwork Sh here. Uh, shifty in the uh, Shifty Gr in chat says Kev the Gopher. Kevin, Gopher. Right, I've been a gopher many go times. Many times. There you go. Uh, while you and guys figure that out, let's term. Continue. You're the person that goes for things. Uh, yeah. Go. yeah. Uh, oh no, MI6 and TRF are here. How did TRF get over there? Well, they must have a super fast ship too. Luckily, Hot Rod has a weapon that stops time. Yeah. And you guys know <laughs> what? How much I love. When they randomly introduce in action movies a piece of technology that could radically change the course of any war, mm. any conflict, and they just act like it's a thing that people have and it's not a big deal and never – you have a weapon that can stop time? Yeah. You know that's pretty fucking like impor uh, important pretty tool revolutionary. Everyone and they can just stop all the Decepticons and just take their time shooting them right in the forehead. They do that later. Remember, they they do that with uh, Megatron, but it doesn't seem to hurt. Like they they shoot so many bullets in front of him, and he he's unfazed. 
keeps fighting. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Vivian and Cade uh, head to Vivian's dad's study to look for the clue about to the, as to the whereabouts of the staff. Meanwhile, Simmons tells Burton or calls Burton and tells him where to find a book that explains what's going to happen to Earth when it meets Cybertron. And let's just say, audio listeners, it gets graphic because Earth is Unicron, and when it encounters Quintessa, its horns are going to pop out to greet her. And that's all I'll say. Also. Those horns of hell, uh, bet you forgot about that. I sure did. Uh, they they used to be in the circle before the continental drift happened. So when they look on the map, they're like, oh, when Pangea was a thing, these things were in a circle. Where's the center of the circle? That's right. Stonehenge. Yeah. So that must be where all this shit's going to go down. Yeah. Cool. Why just, that wouldn't have been just in a book that Sir, Sir Hillary had or whatever the fuck is – whatever. <laughs> I just think – like I think of like a dog's boner. Like the, the horns. I ew, think of a dog. Ew, like the rocket. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little lipstick. Yeah. Little lipstick. God, that's so gross. Wait, yeah. uh, real quick, uh, if continental drift happened, wouldn't mm-hmm. Unicron be all mashed up inside too? I like, assume as much. Like, I mean, maybe those the, the plates on the surface. Who right? knows where Unicron really is? Those horns were part of him, right? That's what they they kind of implied. So, like, if if imagine you've got horns coming out of your head, right? Mm-hmm. But you rolled up like a little ball, okay, and you've yeah. got Earth on top of you, all around you, mm-hmm. and now those slowly get ripped to different parts of the world. Yes, you're probably not doing well. Bubble yeah. Yeah. Look, we saw it. A little misaligned. Back together. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, all uh, Burton makes Simmons. Uh, he's like, "You're now a brother," and Simmons is like, "I never had a brother before. I like it." And then, and then I wonder. And then he just goes uh, about, he's like, oh, let's play some soccer. Let's play some football Americana. Let's go. They're going to the uh, beach. We're going to the beach. Uh, whatever. Cade finds the old picture of Vivian. <laughs> whatever. They walk into his study and he's like, oh, my God, we're never going to be able to find anything in this. And in five minutes, he finds an old black and white picture of Vivian and her father reading a pop-up book. And then when he turns it around, the inscription on the back reads, uh, Vivian followed Merlin. Which leads, she goes, oh, I know exactly what that means. And it's got it's this old pop-up book uh, that has a little tab in it that she knows to pull out. And then when she flips the tag over, it leads them to the Navy Museum. And yeah. that's great. Uh, that's and then great. All, of, all of her, her mom thinks that they're fucking upstairs. And she's pretty happy because apparently Vivian, again, can't be a complete person without a man uh, to tell her what to Not do. Not only These is she dogs. pretty happy. Well, there's a couple things I want to talk about. I love that fucking Kate Yeager goes into this room and he's just like, the only way we're going to find shit is break stuff. Grab that picture frame. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I he's in the elephant's ass. <laughs> but right? before, before that happens, he walks in and all those thirsty ass old English women are like, who is this? We've been drinking tea and the entire time we want some First Yeager. of all, we know that's not just tea. They're, they're drinking some beef eater or something in there. They're stuff. Yeah. fucking shit up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Second of for all, sure. like that is that is what happens when you walk into a room with the, the aunts, you know, family, oh, yeah. family. Bunch of horny old women, dude. It's just what happens, especially when you look like, you know, Cade Yeager. Especially when your ever. name is Cade Yeager, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, um, wait, wait, wait one, one more thing. So they start destroying stuff. No, I lost it. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Something about an elephant's butt. It doesn't matter. Because as they as they leave the library, TRF catches up with Sir Anthony Hopkins. And as Cogman drives, he says what I just – I should have said. I, Tim, usually I start these with the lines, but I couldn't remember a good line mm-hmm. from this. I didn't pull it, and I, I failed you guys. Yeah. It's okay, Nick. You're doing great. Start, we can start the whole thing over if you over. want. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Transformers <laughs> 5. The last night. Move, bitch. Get out of my way. 
he then does a poor rendition of the ludicrous classic Move Bitch. Why? It was Because that song was relevant in 2003. <laughs> Fuck. I hate this type of humor, man. I, I hate, hate the. This is a bad movie. I, I absolutely fucking loathe. Let's have a white guy do the black guy thing. Like whenever movies do that, I fu- it's so lazy and old. Like it's so 2001, man. 1998. Exactly, dude. I By hate way, it, man. The guy that is the actor in this is like one of the leads in Downton Abbey. So he's yeah. not a bad actor either. He's a great actor. He's the top butler. He's a great yeah. character. You don't get to be top butler at the at the fucking abbey without having some acting chops, Andy. Dog wrangler. It's Andy. not the it's not the fucking actor. <laughs> You're attacking him. Oh yeah, no, it's not the actor at all. It <laughs> was an extremely accurate take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, so they get to the Navy Museum, and Anthony Hopkins tells uh, someone to move their fat ass and to get them off the submarine. And I just again want to remind everyone that it's Sir Anthony Hopkins, a man who is not only an Academy Award winner but has been fucking knighted by the Queen, told a American tourist to quote move your fat ass. Off of the submarine. That's what happened. Uh, anyway, he can't stay. It turns out he can't stay because he's not a knight. And neither is Vivian, but it doesn't matter because Vivian's like, well, <laughs> that, that was yeah, weird. I guess he go. was like, I have shit to do. I guess but what she, he had to do was infiltrate go the, prime the prime minister's minister. ha- like house. And he needed all the troops there so that the prime minister could help him. Then they but do like, nothing. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, the United States troops are the ones that shoot the, the pendulum thing. Just like the revolution. Just How like the that? revolution, America. where we fought America. the yeah. British. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Two, two for us, zero for you, Britain. That's but right. take all your take all those. You know what we will take though is a couple minutes with those thirsty ass moms. You you could have said World War Two, where the now British are getting their their like you know land blown up by the Germans, and we came in to help. We're playing fast and loose with history we here. Sure are. As you know, the Transformers have been in every major. They're like Forrest Gump. Every time yeah. you look at a picture of history, there's a fucking Transformer there somewhere. Sure. I digress. I just got a, um, I just got a news update, you guys. Yeah. White House staff test positive for COVID 19. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. That's how it wipes us all out. And that's how it goes. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully, the button's not is really far away from his finger right now. Uh, let's see. We get more humor from Cogman. Let's see. Oh, oh here we go. Uh, Vivian takes control of the sub and makes it jump off its moorings. And I'm like, dude, that's exactly the same reaction I had the first time I saw Mark Wahlberg shirtless. I jumped straight off my moorings, if you know what I mean, Tim. Then Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the world popular podcast, Rank Those Abs. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside Andy Cortez. Andy. We haven't really seen abs in the Transformers no. movie so far. How, where do we want to rank Mark Wahlberg's admittedly unfucking believable abs in this series? I would put them right below Lockdown's abs. Okay. Yeah. From, from okay. yeah. Okay. The official uh, but they're insane. To the point where I thought like he worked out and trained about three weeks for this one scene because I don't feel like they ever looked like that again throughout the rest of this. Oh, we don't see him again. He wears a shirt the rest yeah, of the time. Yeah, but it, it kind of reminds me, you know, in, uh, in, in um, it reminds me of in Step Brothers when Adam Scott, <laughs> he's like, when he picks up his shirt, he's like, I haven't had a car, and it's clearly somebody else's. Oh, like, yeah. like, I know Mark Wahlberg is super buff and, and built and fit but, and Yeah, stuff, no, I get it. It's kind of like somebody else's stomach, yeah. man. Yeah. I feel like it was hard. more tanned. Yeah, and oil, sweaty and yeah. oily, which is yeah. weird. 
I, I, they like great. I don't think it was this scene. I think it was the last one we already talked about where the talisman was like kind of going around his body. That's what we're, yeah. We're getting, we're getting, no, yeah, that's the scene. Oh, that's just, dude. And when it like goes down his dick, right? It goes to his dick. It's like, yeah. I would be freaking out. No, you know I, what I mean? he, he says he doesn't really feel it, right? Like, she's like, can you feel that? And she's like, maybe we should take your pants off and see what's going on with your dick. Like, again, dude, all of this improv, Kevin, this is exactly what I was bringing up earlier. Like, yeah. this whole sequence is just so, it's awful, dude. I can't think of any real words that can describe how bad it is because she keeps on trying to, like, oh, um, may- maybe we should take your pants off. And, and like, all of, it's just terrible, dude. It's so you can't. It's uh, it's inexcusable. I She's wish, treating I him wish like he's he, James they, Bond. I wish they had treated it like, like he had gone super like uncomfortable with the scene, and he's just been like, "Ma'am, I don't, I don't feel that way for you," or something. Like, I feel like that would have been really funny to go with the scene. Instead, this is terrible, dude. He was just like, "Yeah, well, fuck later. Don't worry. Don't it's, worry." Uh, the only thing I can think of, if I may render an opinion on what I think this Please. thing really does, is that I think that it this thing is a device that is supposed to protect the knights. Yeah. And we all know that Mark Wahlberg's out there fucking slinging some Transformers ass. So all I can say is I think this is a Transformer condom. I they're, think like, condom. they're like, stop it's, fucking Transformers. Stop <laughs> fucking Grimlock. It's not going to end well. It just creates like a casing over his dick. <laughs> He just goes, oh, oh, God, oh, God. And he's like, who's ready for some wall burgers? <laughs> yeah. That was gross. Stop. Oh, my God. Let's see. Uh, Lennox is back also, and he's chasing him in a mini sub. And there's also a real sub behind him, but something happens. I can't really get out of it. <laughs> Dude, there's um, submarines. Like, there's so what? many submarines. Wait, Why did he can't have one? I don't know. How, how does it work? That, like, just the, through the magic of her touching the sub, it launches the sub off of a thing that it was welded to it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like the water was like it wasn't like oh if you just drop it it'll go in the water it was welded onto like what looked like a dock and then the was water was dock. 20 feet it was that on way. land yeah it was got on merlin's land she's got merlin's blood man she's got merlin's blood but they don't even show how it gets in the water they just said it happened because it was they were like we can't figure out physically how to get this thing without looking like a big piece of shit falling into a fucking water well the thing is they have giant robots. Why didn't Bumblebee just be like, okay, it's fine. I'll, I got it. I'm going to just push it. You know? I did like how Bumblebee was just kind of riding it. Marty and Back to the Future with the little skateboard. <laughs> and again, that's a very, very important part, uh, Andy, because it, what it proves to me is that Transformers uh, don't need to breathe. They can yeah. be underwater for however long they want to be underwater. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's an it's excellent thing to bring up, Nick. It's not one thing. Something we necessarily have to keep in mind for future, but just maybe keep it in mind for the future. Okay. Just think about that as we go into probably. Not saying. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, I thought you were referencing that they get choked later in this movie. Oh, that's that's. I was just thinking of the end of Bumblebee, where don't worry about it. No, no, yeah, no future. No, no, no future spoilers, Tim. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, Cogman's like, hey, everything's cool. I'm going to go outside and get some fish so I can get you guys together. And again, I wonder, I'm like, do they have to fuck to get the staff? Is the staff his penis? I don't know what the staff is. Why are they trying to make these two fuck so bad? And also, didn't we say that in order to be a knight that will save the fucking world, you have to be chaste? So why are we trying to get these two people to fuck? Well, not forever. Good point, Kevin. Good point. It's just like a nut, right? You be chaste for the first few years, you can fuck whoever you want. Exactly, exactly. 
Oh my God. Uh, then Burton uses the old entrance so he can threaten to, uh, and yell at the prime minister. And he tells him uh, to marshal all of his resources because the world is going to end. And he knows where and when. Guess what? It's going to be Stonehenge under the sea. Lennox catches up with Cade and discovers a big alien spaceship. And he acts really surprised despite having seen legitimately a ton of giant alien spaceships over the past yeah. 10 years working with the Transformers. This shit shouldn't surprise him at all. But he's like, oh my God, it's an alien spaceship. Just like the one we saw like last year, over flight floating over Chicago, or the year right. before that floating over Chicago, or the year before that floating over Chicago, on the moon, yeah. on the moon. everything. Uh, these things are a dime a dozen. Uh, up in space, let's see. Cade sub goes inside, and BB just hangs on there. Uh, up in space, Cybertron approaches. So Isabel, who I bet you forgot was in this movie, runs toward the house. I sure did. Me, who I also forget. You think you forget was in this movie? <laughs> and this is where uh, this is where the logic of this movie really starts to break down. Because I ask you guys, if Jimmy was Here's what I'm saying. If Jimmy was really that disgruntled with his job, why would he still be there doing it? Well, no, we get a we we get that moment where it's clear that Jimmy like is happy for his job when he thinks he's dying, and he's like, "Hey, the job's not what I thought. I love you, man." And the other dude's just really mean about it, even though Jimmy clearly thinks he's dying. Mm -hmm. He's just like, "Dude, don't don't make this weird." It's a moment you have to like console a coworker, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, by the way, Hound is still alive, and so is Day Trader, and he brought them their ships. And Vivian and Cade climb down. Oh wait, did I skip ahead? Oh yeah, Vivian can climb down into yet another night's chamber. And at this part, I finished uh, the last of my base baked lays and my sandwich. It's important to note. Uh, up in the ISS, the astronauts get engulfed by Cybertron, and no one really seems to be all that bothered, especially the astronauts who are about to die. He just kind of looks out the window and is like, "Huh, this is how, this I is go. how it's going to end." They're like Godspeed yeah. or whatever. And I have to imagine they're just piping a shit ton of oxygen into the ISS at all times, so those guys are high as fuck. Uh, they pop open a tomb and see Merlin's dead ass with a stupid stick, and no one thinks, hey, maybe that's something I should try touching it. Instead, Mark Wahlberg just picks it up and snaps it over his knee just to prove that, yes, once again, he would have taken those terrorists out on those 9-11 planes. Um, my God. <sighs> Anyway, uh, one of the Transformers comes alive and tries to kill Cade, but he's good at dodging giant swords. Uh, Vivian finally figures out that she should... Oh, my God. I he does a pretty good dodge that. job right there. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah he does you really guys want to hear the original dodge joke job. I wrote in here? Sure. Or I ruined uh... it. Then one of the Transformers comes alive and tries to kill Cade, but he's good at dodging giant swords just like he would have dodged those box cutters on those 9-11 planes. Am I right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Am I right, Mark Wahlberg? You would have fucked those guys up. You're a, you're a big tough guy. Vivian finally figures out that she should at least pick up the goddamn stick. And, of course, it transforms into the staff like even a fucking three-year-old in the audience who's picking his asshole would have figured it out. Lennox and his team come in and tell her to drop the weapon and fuck – when is this movie going to end is what I asked myself at this point. Uh, then there's a standoff. Vivian threatens to drop the staff. And they're like, dude, where, we can just go get it. It's not that far. And then uh, more guards, then more guardians come alive. But before they can do any damage, that's right. Optimus Prime comes in and cuts him down. But we know he's back because his eyes are purple. He came for the staff and that ass Cade remembers that Prime used to have blue eyes and not purple eyes. So he must be a Quintessa's influence. He tells Vivian to give Optimus the staff, which he promptly stores in his in the pocket of his in the breast pocket of his suit. Why is it so <laughs> awkward? <laughs> this whole casually strolls off. He's like, "Well, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. I'll see you guys around for some tea." But again, I like you know that they try to push that that Optimus and and Cade have been friends for life. And there's that moment where, where he's like, you don't understand. Op Optimus and I, Optimus is me. We fought together. We, it's just like, so, I hate this. It's like dude. literally, what was it? Eight hours total? Oh, my God, dude. 
I, I wouldn't even like be surprised if even if Optimus wasn't on the influence of, of any evildoer, he'd still be like, I'm sorry, Kate. <laughs> I, don't, Kate. <laughs> I don't know you that way. <laughs> Kate, was it Kate Yeager? Did you make yeah. that name up yourself, Kate? Um, We're friends on LinkedIn, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bumblebee chased after Optimus as the massive alien ship surfaces, and the ship kind of looks like the one from the end of Abyss, which gives me hope that the movie will end strong. Uh, Nemesis Prime. <laughs> And Bumblebee <laughs> fight, and Bumblebee gets his uh, his wings ripped off, and then Kate tries to talk some sense to Optimus, despite the fact that there are two giant machines smashing into each other. He just jumps on Optimus. He's like, Optimus, you got to listen to me, man. I have this great place called Wahlburgers. Everyone should go. It gave Donnie Wahlberg something to do after he showed up in Sixth Sense and then was on that and stupid tough. TV show, NYCD Boo. He was on Saw 2. Saw 2, baby. <laughs> no, Saw two. Real talk, it's so distracting where it's like, okay, Bumblebee and Optimus are fighting, which I'm going to be honest, not something I ever asked to see. This is fucking weird. And like, why would they make decisions to make this happen? Fucking weird. But it's happening. So I'm like, all right, cool. At least let's maybe have some fun moments with it. No, let's have Mark Wahlberg freaking in between the two of them. Like, trying to like, it's like, you're dodging a human being. Right, you room for Jesus in there. It didn't make any sense. It would have been really cool if in one of those, I think, uh, when it, Optimus comes down with a blade and it goes right over what's uh, Marky Mark. How cool would it have been if it just sliced him in half? That was the end of his character. <laughs> just <God>. he was <laughs> Great. Uh, instead, of course, he stabs Bumblebee, and then Bumblebee's real voice comes back online and talks some sense into him, and, and Optimus snaps out of his trance. Uh, but why? But Dude, what why? payoff? Five movies, we finally get to hear Bumblebee. It's really cool. He sounds great. great. Um, unfortunately, just in the nick of time, Megatron and Nitro Zeus come in and snag the staff while the Guardians rush them, and they beat Optimus's ass in. Uh, the judgment is death, one of the Guardians says, as he swings a sword to chop off Optimus's head. But the talisman forms an even smaller sword in Cade's hand, and then Cade stops the sword. And they all start chanting, Sin Glass, Knee, Tone Day, which I, either means old Cybertronian or where did I leave my socks? And I don't know which because my ancient Cybertronian is a little rusty, Kevin. Okay, gotcha. Uh, at this point, Nick, I laughed so hard myself. <laughs> Because while I was watching it, I was dying of laughter because as as the talisman is doing his thing and like he's looking at this sword, I, I just thought, is that a sword? <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept picturing, wow, that's a big sword. <laughs> oh, oh man! Uh, then of course Optimus is all down on himself because he killed a bunch of people. Probably we don't know. Uh, and Cade gives him a pep talk. He's like, "Do we need you?" And then Optimus rallies the Guardians to. Go to Cybertron and kill Quintessa and save Earth. Uh, Megatron heads Stonehenge where Lennox intercepts. Uh, this is apparently there's something called the ignition chamber where everything is going to go down. Only I'm not quite sure if Stonehenge is the ignition chamber or if the ignition chamber is 800 stories up. Uh, but it acts like Megatron acts like he's got something to do right here, which is a little confusing because we know it's not. We know it's way up there, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, Let's see. Tony Hale tells the audience we got to figure out how the chamber works so they can shut it down. Megatron tries to activate the porthole, but Anthony Hopkins shoots him with his transforming cane, and all hell breaks loose. So Megatron shoots Anthony Hopkins, and it's at- <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> was it a transforming Dude, cane, or was it just a, had a hidden rifle in it? Uh, it made Dude, the sound. The way that Anthony Hopkins' old ass body just <laughs> shot by Megatron into the air. It looks so bad. The CG looked terrible. I'm like this old ass fucking dude just flying looked great, man. I love it. It's it's the best. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, finally, they're going to, I'm like, but I'm like, if he lives the end, I swear to God, because they got to kill some characters off here. We got nothing for these characters to do. Gerard Carmichael comes back, thank God, uh, with Optimus <laughs> and all 100 characters in this movie conferred, they all converge upon Stonehenge. Let's see, there's Vivian and Isabella and Jimmy and Cade and Lennox and Tony Hale and Optimus and Hound and Car Wash and Vending Machine and Cogsworth and candlestick and then burton dies and cogsworth calls him cool he's like man he's like you're the coolest guy i've ever worked for man and i'm like okay this uh, part with this part with gerard carmichael was like, this is where i i i said oh yeah he's he's here he's still in the room. <laughs> he's here he's here I, so is isabella he could have died, died an hour ago i wouldn't have remembered you know he could have just stayed home and been like i don't really want any part of this and i'd be yeah. like i respect that because i don't want any part of this either uh, and there's also clearly more than enough people to handle the situation. They don't need me. I don't have any skills that could, yeah. that could do this. Um, uh, Megatron gives Quintessa the staff of power, and she jabs that shit into the ground so Cybertron can heal while the Earth dies. Uh, what was Megatron doing earlier? I don't know. He was doing something at Stonehenge. Uh, why did Burton sacrifice himself for it? I have no idea. I don't know what was going on, but Burton had to die because we needed a good moment there, just like Randy Quaid died in Independence Day. We should watch that movie instead of this movie ever again. The Earth starts breaking apart and becoming Cybertron. I think, I don't know, uh, Tony Hill tells a bunch of people that the Earth is a bag of popcorn, and I realized I did not get enough snacks. Uh, fuck me, this movie's still going is what i wrote there kate asks vivian out on a date tomorrow and she tells him that uh to just get on the plane bro now's not the time to be swinging that big old fucking transformer dig around uh they get a crash course in skydiving and kate texts his daughter and, he, and so it's, it's, this might be the last time he gets to communicate with his daughter so this is the message he sends her tim he doesn't say it's dad <laughs> no he says let me borrow your phone from someone random then he texts his daughter look up in the sky see that fucking nightmare coming toward our planet that's daddy that's going to be daddy. <laughs> Seriously. He was like, oh. look up in the sky. When you see it, it's me. I'm like, that thing is the thing of nightmares. Why would but you also, want to know thing? who's texting? No, <laughs> she has no idea. Well, she knows it could be Chad from fucking Alpha Fee playing a joke on her. I don't know. Well, here's the uh, thing. If they fail in their mission, then they, everyone dies. Earth yeah. is done. If they succeed, well, think that if they succeed, want... he can be like, "Hey, uh, remember that weird text you got? That was me. I I just wanted to make you it." You'd want to send a line to your daughter that could comfort her, just in case you do fail, which is what you think that the writer should have put in this. Like, "Hey, I love you. I'm super excited that you've graduated from short jeans to slightly less short jeans. Like, you've really become a great woman, right? Yeah. And also, as we've proven here, uh, in order to be happy, you have to find a man. So just." Please be, do me a favor and find a man. And, and later on, they're in danger, and she texts and she asks the guy again, "Hey, can I text my daughter again?" And he's like, "Oh, she blocked the number. Why? I wonder why." Yeah, <laughs> like, weird. Deal with you. <laughs> Maybe I should send her a dick pic to prove that it's daddy. Jesus Christ! Oh, anyway, Kate has a great come to Jesus with Santos, where he calls him a pecker, and then everyone immediately rips off their TRF badges, and they're like, "We're all in this together." I'm like, "What the fuck was that scene, man?" I don't know, man. It's so cool, ridiculous. Man. Oh no, by the way, Izzy's stowed away. And he's like, What the fuck are you doing here? She goes, I don't know, it's probably a bad idea. Too late. The planet has the plane the planes have taken off, in spite of the fact that we set up that the planes, the Ospreys, can't fly that high. Why would you use that plane? Why don't you use a different doesn't matter? Um, the Guardians turn into a dragon. Yay, maybe bringing that the Dinobots next time so they're pretty because they're pretty much unbeatable would have been a good idea. Some dog fighting happens and a lot of people get shot down, but hey, at least they didn't have to film more of this movie. They got off easy, unlike us. Uh, they crash land and fight their way into the Dude, chamber. No, hold on, hold on. Right. Every one of these planes crashes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> every one of them has a near-death fucking crash. 
trash. Like, well, they, they said that one of them like gotten by. No, Michael Bay said every one of these needs to have an explosion upon impact. Wait, weren't they? Yeah. Did, is this when they have to jump like parachute off the planes? No, no. I don't know what they were doing. Landing. I think they were going to parachute off of the landing. But what I thought originally was like, oh, we're going to set bring you up here, and then you guys are going to jump off the landing. We're going to get a cool squirrel suit scene yeah. where you land take the ignition chamber. No, they their their genius plan was to load everyone into Ospreys, which have a flying ceiling of twelve thousand feet. Right. Take them up to twenty one thousand feet, right. and then hope to God that they can auto rotate down into the ground and not drive everyone into a metal, bloody, fiery yeah. fucking death. Um, and that's exactly what they happen. Uh, they get pinned down by a, a, a gun, and they're like, "We can't get past this gun. We don't have the technology. Uh, if we'd only again brought the fucking Dinobots, all this shit would have been solved." But we didn't think to or, do that. Fucking dumb. Or Nick, if yes. they had marked the gun with mm -hmm. their little pointer that tells the jets to shoot the gun. Oh yeah, I feel like Which maybe all that would have handled it. I know. You would think, right? But no, Izzy has to do something. What does she do? Hey, Squeak, go blow that gun up because uh, we're pinned down and you're small and ugly and you're fast and they're not going to know. And then someone's like, where's Prime? And then Tony Hill tells them, hey, if they blow up some cables, a giant meatball will destroy the ignition chamber. And then they're like, well, don't do that. And then luckily Squeaks blows up the gun so they can continue with their original plan, even though Tony Hill's plan actually sounds like a pretty solid plan. Uh, Optimus shows up uh, with the big dragon, which takes out uh, the bad guy from Diablo 3, and then Optimus cuts everyone's heads off. And I'm like, oh, Optimus is here. Cool. We, he can take out that gun because that's probably going to be pretty easy for him. No, Squeak still has to go do it. Everyone skydives off the thing except for Lennox, Santos, and Cade and Izzy, who decide to run forward with a tactical nuke exploding just above head in case the giant swinging meatball doesn't attack uh, the attack doesn't work uh of course they make it into the chamber because that attack doesn't work and they slide a bunch because well, that's fun and that kind attack of works enough to just make the this final scene way way more complicated than it needs to as it's yeah. slow everything is slowly spinning and being thrown around like i didn't Moving like when everybody stuff. celebrates i was so unclear as to what was a success or not like they because the thing crashed through, and I thought, oh, they did it. And then it cuts yeah. to Tony Hale, and he's like, I can't believe I fucked up. Well, I, it, it crashes you know? through. They celebrate. Then it cuts back to the, the, the thing kind of slowing down and then going back up and then being like, oh, no, it's still working. That's when we have Tony Hale being like, I failed. And then I thought this would have worked. And we, then we later on. another cut later on. Again. Yeah, where he thinks that they've still failed. He doesn't realize that the other team has succeeded, and he's still just like, everything's gone. It's it's just the worst. Anyway, anyway, uh, um, I do want to quickly say that the one thing I did really enjoy, again, Optimus cutting off the five heads. I thought that looked really, really cool, uh, especially all of the, 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 the fucking robots transforming into the, the thing. Yeah, and the then slightly all of them bigger version of the out. Roma. All of them yeah. transforming out uh, of this Diablo-looking thing looked fucking awesome. Like it was I, awesome. I, I, that, that shit was very, very, very cool. cool. Yeah, but but it was cool, especially since we knew who those characters were, and it was such a great earned moment where Optimus kills them all, and you're like, yeah, thank he finally killed um, the other twelve knights. The things, the seven knights. No, the knights, the guardians, yeah, or the just, dragon. He well, wrote in. No, with yeah, them. but I, I think know. I think this those were Contessa's new knights. Oh, right, because her old knights turn into a dragon. This guy just turned into a bigger version of the individual knights, right? Yeah. For the logic of this world, that seems to check out. Yeah, that seems to check out just good. Uh, everything goes crazy. They get down there, 
And every, of course, there's a lot of sliding because Michael Bay fucking loves sliding. That has been pretty much the, cool. the zenith of his creativity. Uh, the meatball didn't work, as we already established. And then Hot Rod uses his time weapon on Megatron. And it's really cool at first until he realized that it actually does nothing. And Megatron's still alive. Uh, Vivian grabs the staff but can't hold on. Optimus fights Megatron for the fucking 5,000th time. And Optimus, yet again, beats him relatively easily. This time by sidekicking him out of a ship. And thank God, Megatron can't turn into an airplane in this one. Otherwise, he might be in real danger. You know what I mean, Tim? Even though yep. he does, in fact, turn into an airplane in this movie. And you're yep. like, cool. Oh, so is he coming back? Oh, no. I guess it's he's fine. Of course he's coming back. Of course. Of course he's going to come back. Wait, but oh, we, we don't God. see him the rest of the episode, right? Or the no, movie. fuck no. He doesn't come back. Okay. Uh, they lose gravity, so Cade flings Vivian back at the stick. Optimus attacks Quintessa, but really he's just distracting her, so Bumblebee can shoot her in the back. Uh, and then that's it for Quintessa. That's how she goes out. Vivian pulls the stick out. and he Hot Rod like a bee. Fucking Bumblebee says it, and it's so bad. It's like it's offensively. No, bad. Tim, you don't get it. He is a B because he's a bump, you know. And that was a very popular line that Muhammad Ali said. Yeah. So they're basically he's basically the Muhammad Ali of Transformers. Tim, you right. just don't understand it. He basically punched really in the back of the head with a gun. The line that preceded that, like, is equally as bad. Where he's like, "Meet Bumblebee" or whatever the fuck right, he said. Right. Right. Like, where she just... was like, she's like, "I'm the god of you guys." I made Bumblebee. It's so shitty, dude. It's so shitty. Uh, Vivian pulls the stick out, and Hot Rod uses his time gun to slow everything down so Optimus can catch Vivian and Cade while they're falling. And Lennox watches like a bitch from the ground with Izzy, who really, both of these characters did not need to be in this film at all. Uh, and then just when you think everyone is dead because a giant fucking world fell onto another world, just wait, because they, what do they do, Tim? They roll out of trouble. And they drive off inside of Optimus, gotcha. yeah. who, who gets the final VO. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we can be heroes in our own lives. If only we have the courage to stand together and tell Michael Bay no. No, no more. more Transformers movies. You have fucked this series deep inside its ass, and it is now bled out. Please never make another movie again. God. Sincerely, the fans, Paramount. Everyone just the fans stop. of anything, like of just movies, like and this movie ends. But wait, Tim, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There is a post-credit scene, baby. Let's go. No, it's, it's not a post-credit. No, just starts the well, credits. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Uh Quintessa is alive, I assume this is her, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she says unicorn doesn't like being touched. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, but I'll tell you what, if you're if you're a good random fucking guy who I've never seen before, uh, I will tell you how to kill him. And if I were this guy, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm on vacation right now. <laughs> just, I wish went to Stonehenge and saw this. Kill shit. what? Yeah. Because like, they that, don't know it's Unicron. You know what I mean? He doesn't know what Unicron is. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Great. And oh. great. Thank yes, you. I'm glad it's over. Well, yes, it is. Let's do a little uh, seven syllables in sure. the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku, Haiku in, in review. review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Josh C. did to write your review in haiku form. This movie is hell. Mark Wahlberg is the devil. I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, Andy Max says, best and worst one yet. Cybertron is not a place. It's a people. <laughs> uh, Dan Fitzsimmons says, Transformers 5, 
shot by shot by shot, aspect changes a lot. Michael Bay, you thought. <laughs> uh, Jeff Muir says aspect ratios outnumber the Autobots. I'm flabbergasted. Charles N uh, brings a really eloquent one into this one. Uh, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this bullshit? What the fucking fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blackjack says this one hurts my brain. This plot cannot be explained. The last night, pure pain. Oh, they say purely insane, but no, pure pain. So right, it really is painful. Let's do a little ragu bagu. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys Transformers Edition. Uh, I'll be your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside Andy Cortez. What's up, everyone? Oh, okay. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Oh, well. And then Tim. You're on here, too. <laughs> uh, the it's list. Sorry, keep going. Bay again. The list as it stands right now is Lockdown, Dr. Fraser Crane, Michael Bay, number one. Number two, Sentinel Prime, McDreamy, Michael Bay. Number three, Straight Up Michael Bay from Transformers. And number four, Michael Bay and the Fallen. Where do we want to put Michael Bay, Quintessa? Quintessa. I think it's just Michael Bay. Again. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just put Michael Bay. Should we put that at number one? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, okay. The worst of them all. Yeah, yeah. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Your final ranking for Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, Michael Bay across the board is the worst villain yeah. of this whole series. It's funny because he could have just not done this. You know? He could have not done it. I, I like money. that this has career ramifications for him. I <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, right. do the last, the, the, the... <laughs> they for sure didn't ask him to come back and do Bumblebee, so that's good. Or he didn't also do bad boys, so Oh, that's true too. You know, like I, I like to think that if he had made money there, maybe he would have. I just feel like people have finally, like, because you have to imagine that people in Hollywood, not all of them are stupid, right? Somebody at Paramount watched this movie and was like, this is so bad. And they said that at the same time. They probably said that for four and three and two and one. So at some point, wouldn't you be like, why don't we just let anyone? Like get JJ Abrams to direct the next Transformers? Why don't we get anyone? See, the problem, to make the problem is he makes a lot of money with them except for this one so for a well, long time it was like they're bad but i understand that but he, they these make movies money. make money because they're transformers movies because they're a decent franchise and they have lots of cool spectacles any director could have done that what i'm saying is why not just get any other director to at least try to make some sense out of these like who at paramount watched these movies and was like nailed it every single fucking time we Dude, nailed here's it. the thing going back for the andy cortez what's up there's just, uh, I just want to read James G999's comment in chat. He says, is Michael Bay worse than these ducks from Thor 2? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Great call. He definitely is. And now, now, bringing that into this, so this movie came out in 2017. Transformers 1 came out in 2007. There was a 10-year build to get to this, where we had these five movies over 10 years, mm. and this is where we ended. Mm. Like, also, in, so in 2008, Iron Man happened. In 2017, we got Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Guardians 2, yep. and Logan. Yeah. It's just like – People have learned, you know? They're so, like, think Michael. about how much those franchises evolved, and Logan is a perfect example of even though there was so much garbage before, it was awesome. And it's like Transformers, you could have done that. Yeah. With Michael Bay. We got Bayed. We got Bayed. We, did, um, we got Barrett, Barrett's thoughts on this are – is it me or is this movie better than people make it out to be? Like, it's not a good movie, but I had way more fun watching it than Age of Extinction. There was just a certain level of energy and surface level hype moments that kept me going. I'd put it above Age of Extinction. It's you, Barrett. 
it's you. This is last. Yeah. This but, is like, that's still not saying I mean, much, right? Like, the other ones I think are terrible, is. too. No. I know, but I think that this one is, like, much more terrible than it's any like of the they, they went They went above and beyond to make this one the worst. Yeah. You know? I think I really do. I think they they decided. Hey, I think that the idea behind this movie was let's combine all the elements of the other movies into one, and it was just the worst idea possible. Like this could have been a passable Transformers movie, but they decided to not only bring back a ton of characters that we didn't need from the previous movies, but add more characters that we don't utilize in this movie. Like Nazis. what the fuck was Jimmy doing the entire time this whole thing was happening? What was he doing? What was Lennox doing? What was any of these? Like what? Yeah, need all it, of the it, it really is characters. like they do. It really is like they took every mistake that we have, you know, talked shit about, or that any real, you know, that anybody who's watched these movies didn't like, and they magnified them. You know, they like, leaned into them. They were like, you know, what? like every single critic on the planet was probably like, this movie has no story, zero character development, and way too many characters, and all the action falls flat. And they took those as like a positive. A they were challenge. like, what I think everyone loves is the fact that there's tons of characters, no plot, no character development, all the action falls flat. So let's quadruple that in this movie. Let's show them. I'm like, I don't think you read those reviews right, man. Like, yeah. to Michael Bay, he must look at a two out of 10 and be like, we're a fucking top. We're like, top 2%. We're awesome. Like, no, <laughs> that's bad. That means you're at a 20% out of 100. That's bad. Who thinks this movie is better than Transformers Revenge of the Fallen? Raise your hand. That was Barrett's the last the only right? one. That, that, that was, was the two. second one. Wait. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Barrett's the only one that raises his hand. So the, the new rankings of Transformers Cinematic Universe. Number one, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Number two, Transformers 2007. Number three, Transformers Age of Extinction. Number four, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. And number five, Transformers The Last Night. This is easily the worst series we've reviewed. <laughs> these, were, these were tough. These were tough. In terms but of these quality, are some of our best reviews we've no, ever but, no, but no, in terms oh, of quality, no, like we're killing it. In terms of quality over the movies, like I think that there's I haven't seen Bumblebee. It seems like people enjoy it and think it's fine enough. So I would say like maybe one to two of these movies out of six. Like just percentages wise. You know, yeah, well, we're doing the animated one too. So oh, there's that's seven movies total. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, definitely. It's it's this X-Men comes to mind. Bad Boys but, 1 and 2 for you guys. You did not yeah, like Bad Boys 1 and 2. We're, we're and it, I'm, seeing a, I'm seeing a startling... Um, uh, <laughs> what's the word we're looking for? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a trend. Well, yeah, yeah. A correlation between yeah. Michael Bay and you guys hating movies. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He sucks. I hate him. He sucks. Fuck him. You guys know we're going to do Ninja Turtles at some point, right? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, we but we're the- not doing that yet. Next week, we are doing, uh, what would it be? Chasing Amy in review All on right. Tuesday. So uh, get ready for that. And then Friday, we are doing Bumblebee, which I'm excited to watch again. Um, but until then, Autobots, roll out.